1: Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Miss Bomi Zone. I'm so glad that you can join us this evening. Tonight, we're going to be talking about the Cecil Hotel, and I have a guest, uh, Jeff Gunwild one Thank you so much for joining me this evening. My I think pleasure. this is going to be a very good topic because I've done a bit of research on this. You actually have some firsthand knowledge on this, so yes. this is going to be good. This is going to be very, very interesting. Okay, so let's see what we got going on here. All right, Tony's in the chat room first. So I want to say thanks, everybody, that's joining us live this evening to listen to our podcast. A special shout out to India. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world listening to our podcast tonight. And don't forget that you can find uh, the Miss Bummy Zone on your favorite podcast platform and especially here at Spreaker.com, which is our home. Yay! Got that all down pat.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And, and of course, iHeart for the guy. And
1: iHeart. I I love. (laughs) So, Wow. Cecil Hotel, let me tell you first off that uh, for people who don't know very much about the Cecil Hotel, I'm going to go ahead and just kind of give you a little bit of information as to what this is that we're going to be talking about um, this evening, because there there's a lot of information out there. There is a documentary that uh, Jeff and I were just talking about a little while ago about the Netflix that they did about... Uh, the gal that was there back in 2013, he was from Canada coming to stay at the Cecil and, um, what happened to her and how, how, you know, she had died. So, um, give you a little history about the Cecil hotel. It's located in downtown Los Angeles. It's on the main street. Um, the location is 640 South main street. It opened December 20th in 1924, Um, The hotel was renamed Stay on the Main as an effort to distance itself from the establishment of the Cecil Hotel because of its dark past. Uh, Its dark past consists of uh, suicides, uh, all kinds of murders, deaths, um, (laughs) you name it,
3: it,
1: overdoses, (laughs) It, it, it has seen... A lot, a lot of different types of of action, however you want to put it into context. Uh, Yeah, so it was built in 1924. So this building has been around for quite some time. Uh, In 2007, a portion of the hotel was furbished after new owners overlooked it from there. 2011, the part of the CISA was uh, rebranded as Stay on the Main that has a separate reception area um, as well. Jeff and I were talking about that, and we'll get more into that in, in a moment. And in February of 2017, Los Angeles City County voted to deem the Cecil as a historic culture monument because, excuse me, it represents a early 20th century American hotel and because of the historic significance of um, the architectural work on that uh, building. So that's it. It has a reputation we know for violence, suicide and murder as we touched on. So we'll get into more of that as, uh, as we start talking about this. So I see uh, rich Huff is in the chat with us too. And also David Brown and shout out to Bunky. Hey, how's it going girlfriend?
2: Hello, Bunky. <laughs> I
1: know you were going to say that. <laughs> okay with that being said i have to say the first thing that really just kind of struck me funny was this hotel opened in 1924 and then in 1927 january 22nd of 27 27 was the first year that they actually had a suicide this was their first suicide that's just crazy to me i mean you're only open for a couple of years and already you're (laughs) (laughs) You got this going on? It's just crazy. They said on the evening, um, the guy whose name was Cook, he shot himself in the head while inside the hotel room after um, failing to reconcile with his wife and child. I guess um, uh, things kind of went pretty bad in their relationship. And although the Times reported that he was rushed to the receiving hospital with a slim chance of survival, the death records revealed that he died that same evening. That's pretty tragic and pretty sad. I mean, for a hotel that's only been open, like, a couple of years. We'll kind of go through the rest of these um, that I have throughout the whole entire years. But, Jeff, I wanted to talk to you specifically to get your take on this, because I didn't realize, like, you're not very far away from no from the hotel.
4: No, it's a stone's throw from here. <laughs>
1: And as we were talking, you said, too, that uh, you had uh, worked there or had been uh, um, there at one point in time?
4: Yes. The construction company I worked for was involved with the division of the hotel. Mm -hmm. When they divided the hotel in half, um, they renamed half of the hotel the stay on main. And uh, the main floor, which is the, the lobby, they decided to divide that in half so mm-hmm. you had the Hotel Cecil on one side and the staying on main on the other and we were part of that remodel
1: so did you get to see very much of the hotel as you were doing part of that remodel
4: only the ground floor there okay. was no need to go to the any of the upper levels
1: mm-hmm. so it's, that's basically where they were concentrating their work on was the main yes
4: floor? yes okay. it was on the lobby and so- it, the, the lobby is gorgeous
1: I was just going to ask you what were your impressions of the lobby? Oh, it's
4: gorgeous, and it has that old old time feeling to it as well. But it, it's mm-hmm. very beautiful. Um, you can probably find pictures of it online.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: It's gorgeous.
1: Yeah, I think that the, I came across some of them. It looked like it had um, like I don't know if they were real marble, but marble like flooring and mm-hmm. um, um, big beautiful staircase, staircase and wood yeah. railing, and yeah, mm-hmm. it's
4: gorgeous inside.
1: It sounds like it would be Um, just as a side note, before we get too much into this too, um, I wanted to let you know that we are going to talk about uh, briefly about um, the Cecil and um, people believing that it's haunted as well. So when we get to like any portion of the show where we're um, having this discussion, I just want to remind you that this may not specifically be your, belief or this is something that you agree with because we are talking about quite a bit of of, of violence and drug use and things like that. And um, that might not be uh, your forte, should I say. So if you decide to bow out and not uh, finish listening to the rest of the podcast, we truly understand because, you know, not everybody is uh, willing to kind of go down this path. So yeah, so getting back to the um, to the um, main floor of the, the of the Cecil, how long did it take for them to do the renovations to make? And that that was the part that was called Main on the Stay, Stay on the Main, I mean
4: the Stay on Main. Yes, Stay
1: on Main. Um,
4: it was about a three month job. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a complete remodel; it was just basically splitting the the lobby in half.
1: Mm-hmm. So now they're talking about opening up that part, the stay on Main, and they are um, going to probably be doing that sometime. I I thought I heard this year in 2021. Have you heard anything about that since? Um, I've
4: only what I heard or learned from the documentary mm-hmm. that they wanted to make it a luxury hotel. Yeah. And put a bar in a swimming pool on the roof.
1: Yeah, but other I,
4: than that, you know, I I don't know much about it.
1: It it sounds like the person or people who or company or whoever it was that has now purchased it and owns it. I mean, they sound like they have like a lot of ideas and plans for yeah. it. So I wonder what and, they're and going to the do. Amount with the amount of other... money
4: that that was sold for was.
1: astronomical
4: it was like 86 million
1: and and they had like is it six or 700 rooms something like that 700 700 700, so they took like half a a half of that that's just that's crazy just to you know do they i wonder what they're going to do with the other half i mean because nobody's really talked very much about that they just said oh yeah we've split this in half and now we're concentrating on this half and we want to make it i wonder what they'll do with the with the rest of it
4: Oh, well, I'm sure it's going to be the entire hotel
1: mm-hmm.
4: that they're going to reopen.
1: So, and I'm wondering too if they're just taking it, um, taking baby steps, so to speak, because I can imagine that right now, still, that we're kind of dealing with COVID and all the other things that are kind of going on. It's probably kind of pushed um, those uh, opening dates back a bit, or maybe I would imagine
4: so. Problems. Yes,
1: yeah. <clears throat> So let me ask you, Jeff, you know, you know where this is located in downtown Los Angeles. Now, going back to the documentary, for those of you that don't know, there's a documentary out there on Netflix that specifically talks about the, the gal, the young gal that uh, was from Canada that came there and obviously she, um, she passed away and, <clears throat> uh, I forget what the name of that is, the documentary is it escapes me at the moment but well, the, um
4: crying scene the, the vanishing or, something, or like that. something
1: like that okay
4: yeah the, the Elisa lamb story
1: that really interests me was the area around the hotel i don't know what it's like now because i don't know like when they did the documentary or if they were talking in 2013, when she was there, or if it's more current, because they were talking about homeless people around there and it being just kind of bad area for a bit.
4: Um, you ever heard of Skid Row?
1: They not did not mention, the band,
4: but the homeless area. <laughs> I've is,
1: heard of that it is
4: in Skid Row. The hotel is in Skid Row. Oh, okay. If you went to Google Maps. And, you know, how if you search for a city, the, the map, it'll highlight on, you know, when, on the Google Maps, it'll highlight it.
3: Yep.
4: If you type in Skid Row, Los Angeles, it does the same thing. It outlines the area.
3: Wow. And if
4: you if you click on the satellite view, you will see this Cecil hotel is in the southwest corner, the lower left hand corner. Mm-hmm. It's not the very corner building; it's the one right above the corner, and the the roof. And you're looking at it, at it from the top; looks like a big capital E. That's the way it's shaped.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: But yeah, it's it's in Skid Row, um, which is a a horrible maybe horrible is the wrong word for it, but it is a big homeless area. And And Skid Row is is quite a large area too.
1: I was just going to ask you if it was a large area, because I know they touched a little bit on, on the, you know, the documentary. And so is it still like that as of today?
4: The last time I was there, which was about eight years ago. Yes. Mm -hmm. And see, I haven't, I haven't had a need to go back there since I haven't worked for that construction company anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, they closed their doors, went out of business, but, uh, yeah, it's it's a bad area. It's it's not somewhere you want to want to be on. You know, walking around the street.
1: And that was the part that floored me. I mean, you know, the, the going back to the gal, I forget her name.
4: Elisa Lamb.
1: Elisa oh, Lamb. Um, there's somebody like her, who is coming from like another country to visit our country, you don't have any idea of like where to stay or what areas are good and what areas, you know, are bad. And it surprised me that when they were doing the documentary and talking about her, just kind of being out there, walking around, talking to people and, and uh, you know, doing all kinds of things. It's like, uh, I don't know so much about that. I mean, that just made me feel unsettled.
4: Well, you know, another thing, if, like I said, you go on the Google maps and you look at the satellite view, you can see all the homeless people. You can see the tents, the tarps, and all the garbage in the streets. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, you can see just how bad it is.
1: That's just absolutely crazy. I just,
4: and even that, uh, remember the bookstore they talked about mm-hmm. called the Last Bookstore, I believe?
1: Mm-hmm. That's
4: just two blocks away.
1: No, oh, okay. Because it sounds like that was a, a store that she frequented quite a bit while she was staying there at the Cecil.
4: Yeah, that store is not in Skid Row. It's basically one block west of Skid Row.
1: Okay. It's uh that's just it's crazy. I can't even imagine like the size of Skid Row and then all of the homeless people that are there as well. I mean, I can't even begin to imagine
4: Yeah, um, when I first started delivering to downtown LA, I didn't really know the area, and it's easy to get lost down there. A lot of one way streets, right? And I happened to turn down Fifth Street, and all of a sudden, I see all these tents and all these homeless people. I'm like, Where in the hell am I? And I get back to my office, and they said, Oh, you're in the middle of Skid Row. i don't want to be there anymore i don't want to go back again you know it's 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 creepy
1: it's creepy oh i can imagine and i suppose though i mean when you talk about back in the day when the hotel first opened in the in the 1920s the whole area must have been like much much different than you know what it is today
4: oh definitely
1: you know, because you have different areas that will change and they'll be good for a while and then they're kind of sketchy or maybe they're bad and then they're back to being an okay area. So it sounds to me like where the Cecil is located, that there's been a lot of different, um, what's the word I'm looking for? A lot of different changes as far as, you know, what went on in that location.
4: There's a lot going on all the time in that area. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's constant construction. Um, It's hard to explain. Yeah, there's just a lot going on constantly. Businesses opening, businesses closing. Um, Yeah, not many businesses make it in Skid Row.
1: No, I can't imagine that they really would I mean you know,
4: especially when you have homeless people living mm-hmm. in front of your store you know
2: yeah now why do they think that uh, an 80 million dollar hotel is gonna work in Skid Row
4: it's it's on Main Street and Main Street isn't crowded with homeless people okay Main Street is one of the main Drags that go through the downtown LA, and uh, there is a lot of traffic on there. So maybe they're hoping, you know, people will come in and you know uh, visit the place.
1: John, get yeah. on the mic. What's Tony saying? <laughs> well,
2: I'm let I'm let I'm I'm letting these two talk for just a bit. I'm always on the mic.
1: so the 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 list of suicides is just crazy i want to start with with that because we're talking about like all the things you know that are hmm, negative shall we say that you know being where it's located and then all the things that happen in the hotel so i'm going to go through the list here and knock out some of these suicides so just give me a moment here jeff um, November nineteenth of nineteen thirty
0: one. Um. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over forty, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. It's true that some things change as we get older, but if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with Midi Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com.
1: The victim was W.K. Norton. Uh, He was 46 years old. He was marked as a suicide. He was a resident and was found dead in his room after ingesting poison capsules a week prior that he had checked into the Cecil under the name of James Willis from Chicago. So it took him like a week before they actually found this guy in his room. And that to me just seems crazy. It's like. Yeah. uh, He thinks somebody
2: would smell it. He he must, he must've had the do not disturb ticket on the, on the door for that. He
1: had to have the do (laughs) not disturb.
4: That must've been the person in the documentary. They talked about finding that was, purple and about to explode because it was so swollen up
1: Mm -hmm. i i can't even imagine like the person that found him yuck anyways there's another one in september of 1932 this was benjamin dodditch uh his age was 25 he was a suicide uh his method was a gunshot to the head um The maid found Dodich dead in um, a self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head. Um, He did not leave a suicide note. Now, that's something that I'm kind of curious about because, you know, they've had several suicides. And in the documentary, like Jeff and I were talking about when we watched it, I don't think that they ever indicated if people actually did leave a note or, you know, say the reason why they, you know, decided that they just can't be in this world anymore. But that was, to me, kind of crazy. Then there, the next one was July 1934. Uh, this was Sergeant Louis uh, Borden. He it was a suicide slit throat. His age was 53. Uh, this happened in late July. He was a former Army Medical Corps. Uh, he was a sergeant found dead in his room at the Cecil. He had slashed his throat with a razor. Uh, Borden left several notes, one of which cited poor health as a reason for suicide. So I thought this was interesting that he was one of the people that actually did leave a suicide note. And the other thing that I find interesting about this, and not to sound like I'm trying to be like uh, creepy or gross or anything, but that takes a lot of guts to slice your own throat. I mean, it's one thing to go ahead and put a gun to your head and pull the trigger, but to slice your throat... Yeah, just saying you
2: have to yeah. you have to definitely be uh, uh, oh, wow yeah that that would that would be a difficult maneuver
1: don't you think
2: yeah. you would have to be in a really bad place yeah mm-hmm. you would you would have to be
1: i would think so um the next one i uh, that i had listed on here as a suicide uh, this happened in october 12th of 1962 this was pauline Otten and george ganny Uh, She was 27. He was 65. This was suicide. They fell from a building. Um, Otten jumped from the window of her ninth floor room after an argument with her estranged husband, Dewey. He had left the room before Otto's suicide. Otto had landed on a pedestrian, which was George, and killed them both instantly. As there were no witnesses, police initially thought that Otten, um, Pauline, and George committed suicide together. However... Um, they determined that George Ganny had his hands in his pocket at the time of the death. And therefore <laughs> it was impossible to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately
2: he was the landing pad.
1: Yes. Yeah, unfortunately he was.
2: Well, that's gotta. That, <laughs> that's got us. That's got to suck.
1: Excuse me. It says that he was still wearing shoes. Um, shoes would have likely fallen off during the fall or upon impact. And his hands would not have been in his pocket. So that was the two indicators, I guess, that made the determination that she actually landed on him. Tony said, "Statistically, sixteen deaths in the history of the hotel is not excessive. More people jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge annually." Wow, well,
2: that's one of those that uh, I didn't know. Well, there's like, yeah, there's that's like that. That's like the place to go get it done.
1: <laughs> I guess so.
2: Up real high, <laughs> yeah.
1: Make sure uh, the, next sui- um, the next suicide. I think that they said. Well, I think. Well, that was. I think all that I had in there. The rest were See, that's, just that. that that's, that's
2: morbid, right there. When you went, okay. What? Oh well. Oh well. I guess that's all I had there. <laughs> I didn't mean Christine, it like that. I Christine, guess. queen of the morbid people. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I just <laughs> met under the category of suicide that I could find. That's all that I have listed. The only
2: thing you could have done better than that was if that was it. That's all. That's all?
1: <laughs> Bueller, Bueller. Well, seems no, like that's it, folks.
2: <laughs> that's still that. That I mean, if, if if you have a hotel, that's way too many than you want in your. Hotel. You 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 just don't well, you don't want to have that you know hotel death uh, you know.
1: And that monitor. was the interesting thing too, and and. Um, Jeff, maybe you'll remember this too from the Netflix documentary. Uh, mm-hmm. They had interviewed the manager of the hotel. Yes, I don't remember. Do you? Re- did it state like what years that she was there? Managing yeah, two thousand seven to
4: two thousand seventeen.
1: Okay. So yeah, during I,
4: that, when we were working in the hotel, I, I saw her a handful of times. Okay. As as well as the maintenance man that found Lisa Lam.
1: Okay. So during that time, I think it's just crazy when she first started and she, you know, was getting the tour of the hotel, if you will. And they were talking about all the si- suicides and deaths, like drug overdoses and people getting killed or, you know, it, it, and she's just like, well, wait, is there like one room? Yeah, in this whole hotel that somebody, somebody hasn't died did, in. <laughs> somebody hasn't died in, and the guy said, "No." Can you imagine that? There's 700 rooms, and there's people that have died in every single solitary room. Wait, that how, how many out of people? The water.
2: How many people died in this place? I thought it was 16.
1: Well, I think there was probably more that you know, the ones that I am talking about are the ones that have been highlighted quite a bit that people can find just doing their, you know, research. But I mean, you probably have to dig into it a little bit more to find out like how many actual drug overdoses that took place. Was there murders that happened there besides the suicides? And you know what I mean? Like you'd have to go through it category by category to probably see who's who and what's what. (laughs) (laughs) Tony says cheap super eight motels get more deaths, mostly overdoses.
2: Statistics.
1: Mm -hmm. He's throwing all the statistics in the tonight. (laughs) Yeah,
2: he's Clyde tonight. Yeah. (laughs) Clyde's just being quiet.
1: Yeah, Clyde's there. (laughs) Clyde's
2: just being quiet. I
1: see he's there, but he's being quiet.
2: Well, he does say that Hillary killed more people in that hotel, so. Oh, wow.
1: Yeah, that's another story. <laughs>
2: they should call it Hotel Hillary. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's just crazy. And the funny thing that I thought too was um the hotel itself when they talked about that you could rent it like daily, weekly, monthly or whatever. We oh, so yeah, actually it's... had people that resided there for a while.
2: Could you imagine yeah. that? Kids were mm-hmm. going to hang out at the hotel. Which one? Which one? You know, the one where everyone dies. We're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna hang there for a few weeks. It'll be fun.
4: <laughs> yeah, and according to that documentary, they're only paying, you know, like the what did, what? did that one man say? He paid like uh, four dollars a night or something like that to stay there. Yeah. The the black man. Yeah, yeah. And then I believe when when the night stalker was staying there it was thirteen dollars a night. Mm-hmm.
1: I that think was it thirteen or fourteen in the mid eighties. Yeah. Um you know, here's a, I, I wanna ask you this question, Jeff. You know, we talked a little bit about the history with all the suicides and the deaths and you know, there obviously was drug overdoses and drugs being dealt there and violence and stuff like that. It, and what do you think about the people that go, uh, that have gone there? Do you think that they just gravitated there because it was a place that was cheap to stay for, for one yeah, thing? Yeah.
4: Inexpensive to stay.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Inexpensive. I th- I believe the price is what drove travelers from out of, out of state, out of the country to that mm-hmm. location was mainly the price. Yeah. I mean, look at the, the, uh, the English couple that they interviewed mm-hmm. on that documentary, they they went there because of the price.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: And it's I'm just, sure Elisa Lamb did the same thing.
1: Yeah. Especially if you're a person that's traveling to the States and you're on a pretty tight budget, you're going to probably, you know, you're going to gravitate to someplace that's, that's pretty cheap to stay at. But you know, the thing that I wonder too is like, did people that stayed there that were not from obviously from California or had no real idea or understanding of the history behind that? Because still, you got to think that, I mean, granted that it was a place that it was very cheap to stay, but you know, it's like, didn't anybody kind of question this? it's not in the greatest area.
4: <laughs> well, they don't know that.
2: Yeah, I mean they they they, they see no, they I see thirteen dollars for a ballroom and all of that. You walk in and imagine seeing that, thirteen bucks.
4: I doubt it's being yeah. advertised as being in Skid Row. <laughs> no,
1: but you know, yeah. I'm just saying like well since we've had like, you know, um information highway is like you're talking about being able to google it and kind of do a little bit more research you know online it's it's Mm -hmm. just funny you know that people still would gravitate to um to that area if they knew like what you know or had an idea of what it was all about
2: well i'm sure they don't advertise hey you like historical places come here (laughs) be a part of history
1: (laughs) We got, yeah we got the place for you
2: you may end up in the headlines
1: That's right. <laughs> yeah not by choice either right. oh.
2: come for the taco steak because you can't leave well
1: nowadays
4: you have ratings you know from Yelp and mm-hmm. stuff like that so uh maybe that helps but mm-hmm. not sure if it was around how long they've been around you know
1: yeah. That's um. That's just so it. The whole thing is just so strange, though. To think that, I don't know. I mean, like knowing the history. Okay, here's a question for both you and John. Right. Knowing the history of what this hotel entailed, would it be some place if it were actually still open that you would stay at?
2: <laughs> no, for, for me, you have to look at that now. I'm going to come at it from the logical point of view. There's a whole lot of stuff people say about the hotel. I, my opinion is this it is a bad place put in a bad place that tends to have bad people hang out <laughs> around the bad place. Okay. So That's if you go into there, you're, yeah, yeah. So if you go in there, it's like having, you know, an envelope full of cash sticking out of your back pocket, you know, in the wrong part of town. You're inviting. Whatever the element is there. You may get there and hang out for five days and leave and everything's great. But the chances of you encountering bad, bad things are really high. Uh-huh. Really high at a place like that. So, I mean, I, I, I think people go there because, like Jeff was saying, the prices. They're, 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 I'm going to get to stay in a, in, a, in a hotel that's been around since the 20s. You know what I mean? This is a beautiful place. And I get to stay in it for next to nothing. But they don't bother to think about, you know, all the rest of it. I would think about the rest of it. So to answer your question, no. <laughs> no. I I can feel like I'm a strong person and I can handle myself and all that, but I don't yeah. walk into places where I go, "Hey, if you go that way, you'll probably be fine." Here, I don't know, it's kind of like a coin flip, you know? You may yeah. leave, you may not. <laughs>
1: I don't mm-hmm. know. I yeah. I don't think that I could because you know not only it just kind of being in the you know sketchy part of the neighborhood like you know Jeff was indicating, but all the bad juju that went along with it. I mean, you had people that killed themselves, and there was deaths of drug overdoses and and violence that that occurred. You know, and, and there it's <laughs> to me it's just not good overall.
4: Yeah, tell you what, when I would make my deliveries there. Most of the time I would not go inside the building mm-hmm. because if I had any tools and material in the back of my truck, I'd come out, it'd be gone.
1: Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure you probably would have got picked clean in less than five yeah. minutes, yeah. you know.
2: Yeah, I, I, I just, I can't stand places like that. I really can't. We, we, and you can't even, yeah. you can't even step out, you know. Uh, you, you just move and there's people already on your vehicle. Oh, look, the next victim. That's what I mean is, you know, if, if you go into mm-hmm. areas like yeah. that, you know, you're you're just setting yourself up for you to walk out. Someone's in your vehicle. You start yelling, what are you doing? And next thing you know, you know, whatever happens, happens.
3: Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. So,
2: yeah, I, I, I wouldn't want, I wouldn't like. It. I don't think people, when they're coming to this country, Really think a lot about that. I think they're like you know they're interested in that price and getting into get, being able to stay in a place. You go online and look at it. When you look up the, the Ho- hotel Cecil or the Cecil Hotel, right now because of the uh, movie, it's all over. But in the past, as, you know a year ago, it wasn't the first thing you saw. You saw the Hotel Cecil. Uh-huh. You saw it. you could see the architecture and all that. People might be like, "Wow, look at that!" And I'm sure they don't go. And by the way, people die here. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Look it's at that architecture. See know. that over there? Yes. Make sure you bring your own body bag because you may need something to leave <laughs> in.
1: That's the way you're checking out. Yeah, yeah I don't know. It, and it amazes me, too, that the the person actually or people or company, I don't know actually who bought it, but, you know, bought it for all that much money and think that they're going to, I mean, I don't understand what you're going to get out of this. Cause... Well, more
4: power to them if they can
2: make it work.
1: Yeah,
2: you, what, they, maybe they'll do. A maybe they'll maybe they'll do one of those murder mystery uh, stays. You know, what I mean, pack the place full and then have a fake murder, and everybody can solve the murder. Yeah, but it
4: may not be fake. That's right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, that's my wife, and she's really actually dead there. So uh, <laughs> not one of your murderers staying there. <laughs> yeah,
1: see, I mean, so if, Jeff, do you, you never know. do you think that they'll make a go of it? The people who actually bought it doing all this renovating and and whatnot in your opinion
4: i don't know um being that they've built so much housing in that area you know the high-rise condos and all that stuff in that area it's a possibility but it's still in
2: skid row Mm
3: mm-hmm
2: how in the hell do they get people to go move down there? I mean, you got a beautiful condo. It's, you know, I'm sure they're getting the cash for it, but you live on Skid Row. That's just, I don't know. I would, it, you know, I, I, I just wouldn't want to hang out. I mean, there's, there's places, and I think it's in Washington State. There's places like that where, like, every time, everywhere, there's a bridge underneath it is like its own little Skid Row. I, I don't know. I just don't think I'd enjoy that. You couldn't, you, you, you're going to get robbed every time you turn around. they are going to rob your house, rob everything. I wouldn't like that. Have to be worried about security every moment. Did she just freeze on us? She did, didn't she? Yes. Yes, she did. She froze. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, she's frozen again in Fear. Let's see. Let's see what Clyde's writing on here. Clyde says she just explained every Civil War battlefield, indeed. Uh, Cheapest place in town. He stayed in a place in Memphis, Tennessee that was full of hookers. Stayed there three months for work. Uh, Oh, this hotel was frequented by hookers as well. Oh, really? Okay. It was a big big prostitute hangout, yeah. Cheap rooms. Yeah, thir- yeah, thirteen bucks a night. You know, <laughs> if I turn nine tricks, and yeah, oh yeah, I'll, I'll bet. Yeah, you can run it. A-
0: Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but many health understands that for women over forty, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's join m-i-d-i dot com.
2: For 13 bucks a day, I'm sure it's pretty inexpensive. Christine dropped out. Uh-oh, yeah, she, something went wrong. She's been having internet trouble lately. Lots of problems. Let's see uh, what else we got up in there. He wanted to know if your flashlight—what what did he say? When you're in the basement, did your flashlight click on and off. It it has to do with the Raspberry House. Oh, okay. All right, all right. Why what what happened to the Raspberry House that made it click? Oh,
4: on? there was somebody investigating the 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 haunting, and one of the crew members had a flashlight, and then all of a sudden it would it would start strobing. Yeah. Okay. On its own, supposedly, and I, you can only never, hear the button click.
2: Yeah, I don't ever believe any. I don't I, believe I, any. I don't, you know? I don't believe any <laughs> of that crap. I now I have a child with autism. This was funny. I have a child with autism, as you all know. But for while he before he was you know older, we had a camera in his room so we could see in there. And mm-hmm. every once in a while, I swear to God, you look at the camera, you go, "Look at there. There's an orb. And It's just a piece of dust that goes by real close." But, boy, every wow. time they see one, they're like, look, it's an orb. Yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, interesting. Oh, you back? We have our We're host back. back. You're back? Oh, gosh.
1: I'm telling you, computers. Oh.
2: Uh. See? Don't drive buses. <laughs> I didn't even
1: touch the bus. You'll kill the us The bus all. is in park. There ain't even no keys in the bus to start the bus. And bang, I'm gone. (laughs) Because
2: you looked at it. Don't look at the bus. Don't walk past the bus. Cross the street and walk on the other side before you kill us all in a fiery car
1: crash. (laughs) Okay, then. (laughs) All right. So, where are we at?
2: Well, we were just uh, making fun of you while you were gone, you know. (laughs) <laughs> saying horrible things about you and all that. And then, you know, Jeff said even worse things than I did. I won't, I won't, I, I won't repeat them because I'm a gentleman, so, you know.
1: <laughs> well, anyways. <laughs>
2: we, were, we were talking about hookers and cheap prices.
1: Along with the hotel?
4: Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, was- <laughs> it was frequented by prostitutes, yes. hmm
1: they they had like a lot of prostitution and didn't they have like a lot of drug drugs in there yeah, that took
4: uh, a lot of dealing going on there in the mm-hmm. room.
1: Um, a lot of
4: users living there.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say there was a lot of people that were using that lived there too, uh, in that documentary, and that seemed to be something that uh, went on for quite a few years, didn't it?
2: The drug dealing yeah. and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I imagine it's probably still going on now. They're probably still out there, you know, mainlining it in the rooms.
4: Though so, yeah, those those people were the ones that stayed in the Cecil Hotel and then the people visiting were in the stay on main. But like the the, the residents and the homeless people and that would rent by the night, they would be on the Cecil side.
2: Now are they going to still? I want. You think they're going to keep it that same way in the future, going forward? Because I noticed you said it's interesting to me. You said they split the 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 lobby, which yes. means all the floors above were still connected. Yes. So what's the point of that?
4: I don't know. If you, if,
2: I mean, if you if you have to go in that lobby to get upstairs where everybody else can go back and forth, and it's all the same upstairs, it's kind of odd. To yes. Well.
1: Would they be able to close close it off and divide it into two sections? Because you know how like you, you, like like the floor would be like rooms three three hundred to three whatever, and then that would be on one side, and then the rest of the rooms from three twenty five on would be on the other side of the room. You know what I mean? Like
4: the floors were open.
1: They were all open. Nothing was it, like. It, well, uh,
4: I really, I, I honestly, I, I can't say that, that because. I, I was never on any of the upper floors, and I know we didn't do any work on the upper floors
3: mm-hmm.
4: to, to divide the the hallway mm-hmm. or whatever. We just did the lobby. So, I mean, it's possible that they're closed off uh, upstairs, um, but I know that the elevators, all of the guests use the same elevators.
1: You know, come to think of it, when I was watching some of the clips on YouTube, there was this kid not too long ago that uh, talked his way in there because, you know, it was closed and they had security that was there watching the building and whatnot. But somehow they they talked him into letting them go into the building for a while. So they did get in there and they went through the lobby. And, of course, I I don't know which part of the lobby, if it was the stay on the main or was the seesaw. But anyways, as they got up to the floors and they got off the elevators, you know, like you, you, you're you, right there. And then the hallway split. There was a hallway, you know, down to your right and down to your left. I didn't see when he was walking through that particular area any kind of division, you know what I mean? Or mm-hmm. there wasn't any indication where he said, oh, okay, well, we we got to stop here and, and go around this way because this is closed off. There was no comments like that made. And this one I think was just done recently, I want to say, within the last well, year or so.
4: If everybody used the same elevators that, you know, one side didn't have its own, um, then – I don't see a way where the floors could be divided.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what I, I think just going off of what, you know, I saw of this kid that he was, you know, cause he actually got off on the fifth floor where Lisa had stayed. Right. And then they were trying to locate her, their room 504, 506. I don't remember the exact room number, but they were trying to get to her room number. And as they were doing that to me, when they were, taking their walkabout, if you will, there wasn't like any one moment where he said, okay, we can't go here because, you know, this is blocked off or boarded right. up or whatever. They just walked down the hall like you normally would and got to the room.
4: Like I said, I was never on any of the upper mm-hmm. level, but you, I mean, just logic would tell you it wasn't divided because yeah. all the guests use the same elevators.
2: Right. So if they have, that's that's interesting to me. So if they have Hoity toities get on the elevator with you know skid oh, row, with with yeah. row, get on the elevator. At when you get to your floor, if you're if you're poor, go right. If you're rich, go left. I mean that just cracks me up.
4: Pretty much. I,
1: pretty much. That's what it sounds like to me. But yeah, I, I thought I found it pretty interesting that there wasn't uh a... Any indication, like I said, when that kid was um, filming on the inside there, and like I say, when, it was probably a year ago when they, they did this. I know it was pretty recent. Um, that room that she stayed in was completely empty, so there was nothing in there. There was no furniture. There wasn't anything but uh, um, just your basic hotel room.
4: Yeah, I would I I would think that that place would have been odd to stay in because – the rooms didn't have their own bathroom, their own toilet.
1: Right. Because you had to share with. The community toilet yeah. down at the end of the hall.
2: Yep. Well, if I pay that kind of money, I I I want my own commode. Heck yeah.
4: <laughs> well,
2: you're paying $13 a night and then you, you, you need your own. Uh, I'm, I'm cheap. Drone. In case you didn't know, I'm cheap. <laughs> Th- oh, now four bucks a night i guess i'll have to use the same one as everybody else but 13 bucks i'm drawing a line there but, but you know it from from what i saw in the documentary the
4: rooms had a sink
2: and a shower in it yeah well people come to your but house, no toilet people, but no toilet people, people come to your house christine would be fine with that it's got a sink <laughs> <laughs>
0: Thanks a
1: lot, John. <laughs> to Tony. Tony, no comment. <laughs> Anyways, going back to my list, uh, in March 1937, there was a lady named by Grace uh, Margot. Her death, uh, she fell from the building. Uh, Margot fell in a ninth-story window. Her fall was broken by telephone wires, which were wrapped around her body. Can you imagine jumping out of the window or falling out of the window and you're hitting telephone wires and it's wrapping around your body? That's just crazy. She later died at the now-demolished... uh, Georgia Street receiving hospital. Police were unable to determine whether Margot's death was the result of an accident or suicide, so they never could really determine her death one way or another. As far as that one went, back in uh, nineteen thirty-seven, there was another one in the following year of January of nineteen thirty-eight. Um, his name was Roy Thompson. He was thirty-five. He fell from the building as well. He was a United States Marine Corps um, fire. Men Thompson jumped from the Cecil top floor and was found in the skylight of a neighboring building. He had been staying at the Cecil for several weeks.
2: Huh. So he missed the ground altogether, huh? Okay.
1: Pretty much, yeah. And then the following year, January 1930, sorry, yeah, sorry. Uh, the following year may 1939 it was er- erwin Nebbit. he was 39 um he ingested poison he was a navy officer that was found dead in his room after ingesting the poison it seems to me like the common part the common deaths that occurred there were either you know done by gunshot or jumping out of the building or poison
2: yeah, that's uh it's an awful lot of people, but I wouldn't,
1: it's, it's crazy. Cause like almost, almost every year. And then January, 1940, uh, Dorothy Sigger, she was 45. She also ingested po- poison. She, uh, um, was a teacher. She ingested poison while staying at the CISO and was reported by Los Angeles times, um, to be near death. No further reports were published about her condition her death was listed as of January twelfth of nineteen forty, um, and it didn't really indicate very much of what really happened did to her. Ju- I
2: wonder if it just—I wonder if people did it, and people just started going there because when they wanted to end, it's just odd that they're drawn. i am no, not, uh, not saying necessary. There's a force or anything like that. I'm just saying, but well, yeah, you don't—you yeah, yeah, don't, don't have that many people go to the same place. Mm-hmm. To end it all, I mean that's all. That's so premeditated. You 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 went there to the same mm-hmm. hotel where all these other people did it, and then you do it. I, I'm just wondering, is that like? I wonder if it's like if a person felt that way, they tied, They tended to wanted to go to somewhere where everybody else went, or I don't know, it's odd, very strange. See,
1: to me, that's what it seemed like to me. It seemed like, um, I don't know, maybe Jeff, too, if it seemed like that to you, it seemed like that since, you know, people, like you say, John, where they just, it was at a place that they gravitated towards because other people had done it in the past, and so that was just kind of like the place to go to to end their life
2: yes don't drink the water
4: it makes you suicidal yeah
2: yeah Yeah, they i I, I know they have i I remember they have a a suicide force in japan and that's people literally go there to do that but i mean i wonder whether or not this hotel if after like you know it's it it, you said 27 it came about 10 15 people do this before you know it it's just like if you're gonna do it go there Mm -hmm. i'm just wondering if, if that might be like it or something
4: this is off subject, isn't it? Is mm-hmm. it Japan or China that has nets on their rooftops because of people jumping off? I don't know.
1: I don't know.
4: Probably China, I would assume. Well, yes, I've heard something about that. There's nets up there because of all the suicides
1: for people mm-hmm. jumping. Yeah, wow. so bad. That's crazy. So I'm gonna continue on my list here so this one I, I found kind of disturbing. they say oh thank you tony september nineteen forty four um Dorothy Jean Purcell uh Purcell's unnamed newborn son uh she they don't have an age listed for her, but it was um uh, she was she had a newborn this is so disturbing um she was sharing a room with her boyfriend. Um, Ben Levine, who was 38, Um, Purcell, who apparently was unaware that she was pregnant. She had no idea. She went into labor, and later she testified that she did not want to disrupt her boyfriend who was sleeping, so she went to the bathroom. She gave birth to the baby. Thinking that the baby was dead, she threw him out the window and landed on the roof of an adjacent building. What? Yeah. Yeah. That one was disturbing. So it sounds like that they must have had a trial for her because it said that she was acquitted due to insanity. Wow. Yeah. I'm
4: just wondering what roof. I wonder if it's the the, the building that's just to the south of it.
3: Mm Hmm.
2: Because I, I want to
4: say that's a one-story building.
2: That's just I could, that's definitely really messed up. Yeah. Well, that one soldier you said leaped off the top of the building, and he landed in mm-hmm. another building in the skylight. So yeah, it's got to be something like that.
1: Um, I'm sure there's probably a lot more that that occurred in 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 the time frame, but the, these are just like. The ones that I'm reading now for the more uh, n- common ones that everybody knows about, or if you did research on the Cecil, these were the ones that would first and foremost, you know, pop up when you're looking at all of these. Uh, there was another one then, septa- um Let's see, where am I? 64, 75. Oh, oh, this one was a very popular one, too. Back in 1964, June 4th, was the Pigeon Lady. Her name was Goldie Osgood, and she was murdered in the hotel. She was stabbed, beaten, and raped. Um, A hotel worker... Um, discovered Osgood. She was a retired telephone operator. She was dead in her room, and she had been raped, stabbed, and beaten, and her room was ransacked. I don't know if they were looking for something or they thought that she had something of value or interest. But anyways, Osgood was well-known around the, name, um, the area because she got a nickname called the Pigeon Lady because she was always um, feeding the pigeons. <clears throat>
4: yeah, I think they called her Pigeon Goldie
1: hmm Yeah, should we go to per- Pershing Square? Um yeah, which is that one was sad. Uh, oh. Yeah. Um That one that one I don't think they said the rumor okay. Oh, I can't talk anymore. I'm my brain is like racing too fast. This is like exciting information. Um, the murder remains unsolved. This was one that they did not solve. It still remains unsolved. Then they had another one in December of 1975. Allison Lowell, she was approximately 23. She fell from the building. This was still un- an unidentified woman jumping from the 12th floor window of the Cecil second floor roof. That uh, was crazy. She. Registered in the hotel under the name of Allison Lowell and was staying in room three twenty seven.
2: Wow, Tony said he had, he had a woman throw her two kids off the roof, then jumped herself fourteen stories at the Edenwood Edenwald houses. Wow,
1: it I I don't understand like what the draw is to go to the hotel to jump you know well, jump I'm, I'm to gonna, end your life that way.
2: Unless they unless they figure if they're gonna do it anyways they want to be part of history or so I don't know.
1: Yeah I don't know. But there has to be some reason why they're drawn to that specific location, to that specific hotel. Uh there was a-
0: when you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a ten year, one hundred thousand mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do
5: No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Another one that happened in 1992. Uh, There was another one that happened February 19th, 2013. That was Elisa Lame. Uh, Her death obviously was unknown. Uh, They did end up saying that it was an accidental drowning. And June 13, 2015, uh, there was a death. Uh, a body of a 28-year-old man was found outside the hotel. Some conjectured that he may have committed suicide by jumping from the hotel, although a little spokesperson for the county coroner informed the Los Angeles Times that the cause of death had not been determined. So I don't know if that one ever did get resolved or not, but that's basically all of them that, that I had. And there's... Doesn't it just amaze you, Jeff, at the amount of deaths and then the amount of, you know, drugs that were going on and the yeah. amount of hookers that were at the hotel and the volume of it is what surprised me in all actuality.
4: I I would imagine a lot of it has to do with the area.
3: hmm
4: You know, once again, it was in Skid Row. Or it is in Skid Row. It's still there,
3: mm-hmm.
4: um, which is a dirty area. It's it's not. <laughs> don't go there if you come to Los Angeles, people.
1: Yeah, please don't go there. Yeah, if, it, you, that's if you crazy.
4: do, lock your doors and roll up your windows.
1: Mm-hmm. So I want to talk a little bit about the hotel its, itself and get your take on this too. And some of the documentaries and some of the information that I that I came across in listening to some of the actual podcasts that were out there as well that specifically talked about the Cecil Hotel, they talked about it as being a place that's actually considered cursed. And that's the, one of the reasons why they think there's such a draw for people to have gone there to
4: you know and their lives um, um i yeah i i don't you could think of it as
2: cursed with, with everything that's happened there mhm
3: the
2: Defi- you, you, you have to i mean defining cursed can mean different things to different people yeah, true. Curse, uh, like you know, and I'm not disagreeing with anybody. I'm not, also not agreeing. I'm just saying, but curse can be like some people take it and go, "It's haunted." That's the big word. A lot of people, "It's a haunted." place. I, I, I don't know that it's haunted. Uh, it, it, I think it's, I think it's just a set of coincidences or uh you know, or situations that have it just uh, got a shady.
4: Yeah, background. it's
2: got it. It started out with a shady situation, then it got more shady, and now it's like the place you go. To be Slim Shady, you know what I mean. That's that's just where you go. So I mean, uh-huh. if if you if you want to end it all and you want to be famous, you can guarantee you'll be famous if you end it all at the Cecil. You'll be recorded forever in history as a name that went down in the Cecil. If you do uh-huh. if you do it four streets over in someone's backyard, no one's going to remember you at all. It almost seems to me that that might be the draw. You know what I mean? If I'm gonna go at least I want everybody to remember me So you go to Cecil and that way you're at least on the list
1: I just I can't even imagine like living in the in that hotel at all you know for the, the and I don't mean that against you know anybody that actually did live there at one point in time, but giving the history and like Jeff saying it not being in a very good area and, and the amount of violence and drugs and other things that you know.
2: Well, I'm sure that, I'm down. sure the people that live there weren't excited about living there either.
1: N- well, no. There's nobody I'm who sure lives
2: not. in Skid Row that gets up in the morning and goes, you know what, what? <laughs> dream come true. It just doesn't happen.
1: that <laughs> <well. laughs> where I'm living, yeah. yeah
4: no, I would imagine the people that actually live there would just live there because of the price.
3: Mm-hmm. It now, had to. If, been... you know,
4: even if you, the homeless people... You know, they managed to uh, scrounge up four bucks to stay there. You know, from panhandling or whatever. Um, that was a place to stay. It was a, It wasn't outside in the in the
2: weather. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If it was raining or whatever, and you could scrounge up the cash, yeah. there you went. You got to spend your night in a bed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Instead of oh, under, just, you know, instead of under some bush, water yeah, yeah. Of under under some bushes where you're trying to hopefully be hidden well enough, you don't get robbed in the middle of the night, you know. Yeah. At night, I, even though even in the worst places, even the worst, worst, worst of places for somebody, it's peace.
3: hmm
2: You know what I mean? <laughs> if you li- if you, if you live in the slums, but you live outside a building in the slums, will be peace for you.
1: Well, yeah. It, so, yeah. The, I mean, that was one of the things that they did talk about is the building, they or the area being, you know, cursed itself, and and that's probably why all these people came to be, and uh, you know, and that's just the way that that it is. It's just, you know, yeah, bad yeah, negative I mean, I mean,
4: energy sense that believes in that kind of stuff. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, they they say the same thing about the Queen Mary that it's cursed. Mm-hmm. and and I've been on the Queen Mary several times and you know it's it's just a, sh- a
2: ship that's docked you know mm-hmm. <laughs> I've heard that I'm yep. cur- I've heard that I'm cursed <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Well any five
4: <laughs> <to prove> that
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: just say any of the five marriages in particular you want to talk about John? <laughs>
2: A, I guess it's all your perspective, you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that that's it, and I think that's you know it's with this. Then the other thing too that I wanted to bring up was um, talking specifically more about um, you know Lisa Lisa Lamb's Lisa's murder. Arm, yeah. um, being that the documentary was out there. You know, there's a the thing that really struck a chord with me was how many people actually were sleuthing this out. Were like looking at any of the documentation that they and could find on the, the world, internet, too. and it was around the world. And yeah. I think that's probably why, in part, that the Cecil has kind of made it to the forefront, if you will, as one of the most. Um, popular subjects to talk about at this point? Do you think that that has something to do with it, the popularity that has taken place because of her death?
2: I'm sure that has something to do with it, yes. I I still think when when the last portion, when she was wailing her hands about, I still think Mm -hmm. she was talking to somebody. Well, she supposedly
4: suffered from bipolar.
2: Right. I I understand, but, but when she... She walked in and she did the whole movement, and it looked like she was trying. The door wouldn't close, so it looked like she was trying to see if something was blocking it or if the sensor was looking at her hands. But then, when she stepped out again, remember I showed you, she put her elbow back. You can uh-huh. see her. Then she start. She was waving her hands like this, and she, but she was. They weren't wild. She was literally like stopping. She was moving her hands and stopping like she was over exaggerating a point. You can't yeah. see. Her, you can't see her face. You can only see the like a quarter of the back of her head, but you could see her right elbow and it was moving around at the top of her right hand. Like it was exaggerating a point. Like she was angry and saying, this is what's going You know what I mean? Like something like right. that. Right. Mm-hmm. So it made me, it made me wonder if, you know, there might've been somebody there off camera, you know what I mean? Or, or, or something because you, you yeah, there's no there's... let's be serious. There are no ghosts that come into elevators and make them stop so people will get off and then they can drag them to the top floor and put them in a little pool. OK, That doesn't they just they'll just if there if there was a ghost, don't wouldn't go to that kind of trouble if there was a ghost. OK, he would just go, hey, I'm here. And guess what? You're not. That'd be, that'd be the end of it. He's not going to go, OK, uh, boo. Boo, can I get out of the elevator, make it easy. Yeah, yeah, here you go, boo, and now I'm going to drag you to the top floor. No, come on, come on, come on. There are no. so
1: many different theories about that, though. I mean, you talk about that there was the theory about it being something paranormal. Uh, there was another theory that I listened to out there that they talked about. There was some kind of elevator game, and I don't know what the name of it is, but it didn't originate here in the States. It originated from another country um i think some asian country of some sorts i don't remember what the name of the game is i can't recall but they thought that that had something to do with it because she was playing this 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 game that it's kind of like one of those things that falls under the urban legend category if you will
3: yeah
1: um there was the other theory that you know she was not taking her medication or she wasn't taking it correctly and therefore her bipolar disorder was just getting out of hand, and so it just kind of became a mental health issue at that point. There was a lot of different people out there, like I said, sleuthing this and coming up with their own opinions and their own conclusions. Right. I'm not saying that these are any of mine. I'm just saying that that's what I, you know, ran across. Um, there's, I couldn't believe that there was quite a few people that actually thought that the the hotel itself is actually haunted, and that's probably what you know drove her to ending up in the water tank find on the top am, of it. The... I always find
2: that amazing. Roof. I always find it amazing. Whenever there is a situation like that that comes up, the ghosts are always so stupid. Yeah. You know, <laughs> they they got to coax her off the elevator cuz you know, I'm a ghost, I can't just go through the elevator and grab her, you know. I, I got to coax her off, then I got to lure her up to the top floor mm-hmm. and then I got to drown. It, it does that kind of stuff is nonsense. if if, if she was killed, she was killed by somebody Somebody killed her. All right. Maybe they got lucky, and they didn't. They 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 knew how to stay off camera. Maybe they worked for the Cecil. Who knows? You know what I mean? But well, no, yeah. there, there's no ghosts that just show up and go, Christine. I got treats over here. Come on. No, I'm not. No, don't. I can't go in the <laughs> elevator. You have to come up the stairs. Come on. Come on. Come on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> i'm just saying that these were you know some of the more popular theories out there when i was doing the research that oh no, no, I, no i'm not I criticizing you
2: i'm just criticizing the theories because i always find that amazing it's, you you want a ghost story okay lisa lamb gets on the elevator she pushes the button and you watch her body slowly fade away and she's never seen again there's your ghost story
1: but you know what I thought was interesting and Jeff, you, you probably know this from watching the documentary too, because didn't they point out when they were showing the elevator footage of her, did they say that there was some time that was like gone from the, the footage? Yeah, when the was door actually... was
4: closing it, there was like a second or two missing from the film.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, and then the uh, the hotel said that they didn't edit anything, but I I, I know the police department did edit like the the time, the, the time stamp on it,
3: mm-hmm.
4: but I don't know if they removed a little piece of the the film or not.
1: Yeah.
4: yeah and that was that door jump
1: mm-hmm.
4: you know, when it was closing, but yeah. uh, it, as far as the, the waving of the hands and stuff that there was that doctor, the psychiatrist, whatever she
2: was, that was saying that was classic bipolar disorder. Mm-hmm. Could have been. Yeah, it could have been. But like, but my only point was this, is she may have presented herself as an easy victim due to the fact that maybe she was acting confused. Maybe she was acting odd. I mean, like, when right. she was high, now there were certain it's things, that, there were certain things that, that make me curious, like in the video, when she poked her head out, it almost, now, this is just me looking at it. I wasn't there, obviously, so I don't know. But when she poked her head out, that's a gesture of me, uh, that I look at as somebody hollered out hold the elevator and she poked her head out but then she didn't like what she saw so she attempted to hide as you know okay. she hid against the actual wall what were you hiding from that's a that's a reaction that's not a uh, uh, you know just something that a person does unless there's a reason for it when she attempted to make herself small in the corner hoping whatever that was or whatever she saw wouldn't, wouldn't get in the elevator or the elevator would close and they wouldn't be able to see her.
1: Now, don't you find it funny though, that the elevator stayed open for as long as it did, especially when she's pushing buttons it's to close because that.
4: She pressed the, whole, the yeah. whole door button. I
2: told you, on, she remember the I told you when she stood okay. there, when she first no, got no, there, no, she pushed button, no, no. button, 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 button all the way down. Then she pushed button, button, button all the way up. And then she, she stood there pushing those buttons for a few moments I mean, like literally probably like 10 or 15 seconds just pushing the button. So if she was
1: doing that, she could have, like Jeff said, she could have pushed the hold button, but then could she have?
4: That's what they determined when they look at the footage closer. The very bottom of that row that she pressed the buttons is the hold door button, which
2: holds the door open for two minutes. So, I mean, and when she got confused and it wouldn't close and all that. But then when she hid, that made me think, she heard something or someone hollered out to her, Are You okay? Is everything all right in there? And she poked her head out and looked, you know what I mean? And maybe she didn't like it, the person didn't look good to her. So she tried to just hide, you know what I mean? Because when she was up against the edge of that wall, she was hiding. That's what she was doing. She was making herself small. It, smile. Yeah, it was, was so
1: weird. Yeah, it looked like she was hiding, but then she got out of the elevator and didn't get back in and the door closes. I mean, to me that's just weird.
2: Yeah. Oh, it's you're, all strange.
1: Oh, and you don't like the person that's maybe coming towards you, what you think that you would want to try to get it's, away from it, him. It, it. It
2: was all strange. All, all of it was strange. But in 2017, mm-hmm. the other thing is, is now this is 2017. All right. So the chances of her having a cell phone were what? Well, 2013.
1: 2013.
2: No, it was 2017, wasn't it? 2013. No, 2013. 2013. Well, still 2013. 2017. Well, still, 2013. The what's it? 2013. What's the chances of her having a cell phone? Really, 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 really good.
1: She didn't have anything on her that you could see in her po- I, you know. it Could have
2: been in her pocket. How, yeah. how many girls? That was that was back when they had flip phones were were huge. I mean, I mean. You're talking, this is back when the Motorola Razr was the big thing. She could, have had, she could have had a phone very, very simply. I just thought it was odd.
1: But if she's from Canada, though, it might not work here in the States because you'd end up paying more.
2: Oh, that's right, because so. she has to be near the bush, I forgot.
1: Yeah. <laughs> she's
2: she's got to be near that damn bush. I couldn't get reception. I wasn't anywhere near the bush.
3: I, I just know that from book. experience
1: because, like, when my cousin comes down, she's got a, an American phone and then her Canadian phone. So she's got two cell phones that she would carry with her oh. just to make sure that she was covered for both countries.
2: There you go. So. That's special. Hoity-toity. Hoity she she's got an American phone and a Canadian phone.
1: Yeah. It's a twofer. Hey. Hey.
2: A. <laughs> a. So what else did you have on the uh, on your uh Find, find I just
1: list. I just thought I just found it very interesting that there was people out there that actually thought, you know, that they knew what actually happened to, you know, that young lady. Um there were so many people that like Jeff was saying that from around the world that have looked at the video footage of her in the elevator and kind of making their own speculations and opinions and conclusions on it
2: um that's all that's, that's all you can do is I mean like like me I'm no, I mean, no no one really cares what I think about it but I'm just giving my you know to me I look at it and go that woman hid and I thought it almost looked like she hollered when she went out the out the door the first time and looked to the right it almost mm-hmm. seemed like she hollered I'm fine you know what I mean because then yeah. when she and, was,
4: came- and she also poked her head out again and swung her head both ways.
2: Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, and then when she and then she got back in and she she crouched herself. In, I mean, she didn't just stand there. She pushed herself into a ninety degree angle corner and really pushed herself back in there. Like she was to me, that was a gesture of hiding. There was something mm-hmm. that made her nervous right then. So that to me says she had an uneasy feeling about something, yeah. and obviously. She should have listened to her gut because, well, <laughs> she wound up in a really bad spot.
1: The other thing that really surprises me about the the whole thing, and about the hotel in general, is that when people started actually looking into her, you know, into her death, and there's been so many other deaths previous to that too, you know. But there's not been a lot of uh, chatter, shall we say, in regards to the, the rest I mean overall when you look
6: okay round two name something that's not boring
0: a laundry <sighs> oh a book club computer solitaire huh
6: ah <sighs> oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com.
5: No purchase necessary. BGW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
1: Got it. There has been quite a few deaths that have occurred there. Numerous, probably, cases of violence that occurred there that we don't even really know about that that happened.
4: Right. Well, I mean the,
1: the the volume. I guess is what it, it impacted me, and I just can't believe that there isn't more people that are talking about that part of the aspect
2: as well. oh yeah. The, the sheer now to me, that's more of an intriguing thing. Is like you know. Uh, are, are these people just drawn there because they want to be famous, or they are they figure? You know, if I don't matter to the rest of humanity, at least I'll be on the list here. You know what I mean? Maybe, maybe here I'll be somebody finally for a moment or whatever. Or who uh-huh. knows? Who knows what a person thinks? Okay, when a person decides they're gonna end it, they've already decided there's no hope, and they've uh-huh. convinced and they've convinced themselves that the only shot they have is to do this. So. Right. You're already in a different frame of mind than we're, than we're used to, uh, to uh, dealing with on a daily basis. So I can't claim to understand what a mind would be there. But it's already different than we're used to you know, thinking of. So there's got to be something that makes people decide to go there. There's, there's, there's got to be something. I mean, what is it? I don't know. I have a very, a very high feeling, though, it's not a supernatural thing.
1: Well, no, but there has been people's opinions that have linked it. You know, oh, there always is. and
2: it doesn't name name help Something too. that's not there's always a supernatural aspect to everything. Anything you can't explain, do you know why you can't explain yes. it? Because, because it's, it's supernatural. supernatural. <laughs> but I mean, and I mean I mean, that they're, they're. I'm not saying there never is anything supernatural. I'm not so arrogant that I claim that I'm the one who knows everything, but. I really don't. Some of the stuff's just goofy. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah. When
2: someone disappears on an elevator with 35 people on the elevator, then I'll listen to you about how it might be supernatural. But ghosts aren't going to pop into an elevator and make you go to the top floor so they can drown you. It's not going to happen like that.
1: Uh huh. Yep. Definitely.
2: Well, they really didn't touch on
4: that aspect very, very much. Mm hmm you know spiritual things or or whatever a ghost they mainly thought that somebody had taken her up there and you know thrown her in the tank
2: yeah i mean i mean i'm and it's odd that i mean there i don't i didn't i haven't watched it so i don't know if they found any signs of stress like like she was held underwater or was there a blunt force yeah. trauma that maybe knocked her out and then he threw someone they, threw her they in there found no damage whatsoever to her body because mm-hmm. there has to be a way that she was subdued. In other words, if someone throws you in a tank and you're her size, the way those tanks are, the size of those tanks, it was not, it would not be impossible when you went all the way to the bottom to push yourself up. It's not that far. And you'd reach the top because there's a lid on there. I mean, she would be able to. Well, yeah,
1: they, they were saying that it would be practically, if you fell in there, it's practically impossible to get out of there.
2: Right. I understand that, but I mean did she, i mean they but they know they can tell if a person was treading water for a long, long time there's things that happen to the body, you know what i mean okay. there's different there's different chemical reactions that happen to the body as you, as different processes happen but if a person just falls in is held under you know, like you know blood tends to go to certain areas because you were hyperventilating or you were fighting or whatever, and when trauma happens and trauma can be nothing more than someone holding you. Blood will pool in different places, and different things will right. happen. That you know, a tiny bruise will stay there indefinitely because it can't, uh-huh. it, no, you can't heal itself anymore. So different things will happen. I mean, a person, someone like her, you know, if if a guy grabs, think about it like this: the way to get in that tank isn't that big. You have to be pushed in there. So, in other words, I'm curious: is is if she didn't climb in there on her own and she was pushed in there, she's going to fight somehow. If they Well, get, if not they're,
1: if they're unconscious.
2: Right. So if she's unconscious, how did she get unconscious? If there's no signs that would lead to her being knocked out, no sign. Now, remember, if a person grabs your mouth and holds, you know, holds you and, and chokes you like that, those signs appear. They appear in the eyes and they appear on eyes. the lips. So, mm-hmm. I mean, there's all these different things. And if they say they don't see any of this... Then that leads me to believe there might not have been a struggle. Because she that where she was put in at is small enough that she she should have been scraped up or whatever from fighting, you know what I mean? From try don't you're not gonna push me in there. You know what I mean? You literally would have had to have a limp body pick it up and slide it in there for the for, for the porthole that she went through to go in there. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's why the, the authorities are thinking that she went
4: in there on her own.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Because of her bipolar disorder. That's you know that, and that's possible. That's we were possible for a hiding place, hiding from whatever she was
2: arguing with in the hallway. Mm-hmm. And that, and that's very, very possible. That could, that could be the whole tale right there. Because looking at it from the point of view of she did not get in that hole. Nobody put her in that hole. Conscious. Against her will, because it's just too small. She would have fought. You know what I mean? She would have fought right. and pushed back. There'd have been scrapes on her body, signs of a struggle, blood yeah, on they the edge found of the, nothing in the autopsy, right? And a person can't put her in there without her being subdued because it's too small of a hole. She needs to. She needs to be motionless, and this person's gonna have to carry her limp body all the way up the top of that thing and put her so down she, that hole.
1: Down that hole. Yeah. So she was unconscious there would have been that indication and probably another
4: thing they said is is when somebody drowns they find foam in the lungs and they didn't find any in her lungs it's it's very then they turn around and said that doesn't necessarily mean she didn't
2: drown yeah so it's it's one of those honestly it's one of those honestly guys we don't have a freaking clue what we're talking about so uh yeah yeah Yeah. it's one of those deals because there's just certain things, you know what I mean? Christine, you can imagine. You're not the strongest gal in the world. No one would put you down that hole without a fight, though.
1: <laughs> right, well, because that's just the thing. No matter who it is, if you're put into a situation like that, what's going to kick in? Your survival, your instinct to survival. It is an innate behavior to survive. Oh,
2: well, yeah. So, I mean, there's no way you can put her down that hole without one of her limbs scraping it, uh, a scratch on her arm. Uh, A little bit of blood left on the corner of it and a scratch on her leg where you can match it. There appears to have been a struggle. But for nothing, that means she went down that tube without touching it, without anything. And even unconscious, she wouldn't be able to do that because someone would have to hold. Now, she's not big. I understand that. But still, 100 pounds of a gangly person has to be held up in the air while you're trying to keep your balance on top of that tank and lowered down into a tube, you know what I mean, and then you have to keep holding her by her arms until she goes all the way in and not scratches the edge. That's way too much, way uh-huh. too much to do. So she, I think Jeff might be, you know, I think that idea might be right of where maybe I see the argument, right, because I believe I see an argument, but of course bipolar is an is an unusual thing bipolar you could she could literally be arguing with a demon on the wall who is you know threatening her or whatever and she's afraid to get in the elevator because he's you know whatever the argument is she can make the argument you know transpire in, in her mind so if she's off her meds maybe that's what it was maybe okay, she yeah. went in, maybe she went yeah. in there to hide from from like like Jeff said maybe she went in there to hide because it was a perfect spot
1: well, especially when it's when you're dealing with mental health issues like that you just don't know like what people how people are going to react if they're coming off their medication and if they're doing it rather quickly rather than you know being weaned off of it
2: well yeah and she's and she's in the, and too. she's in the state so she can't just go to the Go get she her medication. Go to
1: you know yeah. the drugstore on the corner and say, "Fill me up, please." She's not
2: going to go to CVS in 2013. Uh-oh. You know, what I mean? when when when, the, when they've already got drug issues in the in the United States and they're pushing it hard, she can't go get it. So.
1: And then Jeff, wasn't it like the next day she was supposed to be leaving to go back home? the The day that uh, she died, or the 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 day that they uh, thought that she had. I believe died? it was.
4: Yeah, the, she disappeared. ended up missing the day before she was supposed to check out, something like that.
1: Yeah, that's what it was. The evening
4: prior to checking to... out is when she disappeared, yeah. Yeah,
1: because I thought that that's when she was going to be making her way back <clears throat> home because she just was coming down to California to do like a little vacation getaway type yeah. of thing. So, yeah. So, overall, what do you think that people... Why do you think that people are drawn to that specific location and that hotel? For either... and I'm not saying just for... I'm not putting the people that come aside for travel because it's a cheap place to stay. But the people there that, you know, obviously had... You know, it, their situation ended up in death. I mean, like, what do you think? Why would people gravitate towards that do you think like john's onto something by saying that maybe hey this is going to be my last hurrah i'm, I'm going to go down and people are going to remember me or talk about me
4: I, I honestly never thought about that and i don't i don't have a really have an opinion on it um
1: clyde says notoriety
4: yeah, it that's quite possible.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: You know, yeah, like John said, you know, you, you whatever you do there, and it ends up in your death, you're going to end up in the headlines, and you know, in in uh, that hotel's history forever. Yes.
3: Well,
2: I, I was I was nothing to anybody while I was here. At least I'll be something to somebody when I'm gone. Yeah. yeah. That type of that type of a mentality well it's not only that it's not like a mentality it's hard to say but people are when a person reaches that point it's not a standard rationalization it's a whole it's a whole different thing i don't claim to understand it but i mean it is not you gotta remember this is somebody who has decided ending their time on this earth is mandatory it has to happen which is right. not a, which is not a standard, you know, thing that we think about every single day. But they, they, it's so bad. I, I have to end it right now. And they may feel that, you know, and that just to me, it's just an, an idea. I mean, they may feel, hey, I was nothing to anybody while I was here, so I'll do it there that way. At least I'll be someone, you know, to somebody. Might just mm-hmm. be a statistic, but at least they'll remember me now. Yeah. Kind of like Ralphie right. and Christmas story. Well, when I'm blind, they'll remember then.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true.
4: <laughs> Wait till they get a load on me!
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh no, he's lost his sight. Oh, why did we go wrong? You know, yeah. You know, but people, kids do it. We 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 do it as children. We think that way. So uh-huh. I mean, you know, you never know. I mean, and plus, once a person has decided that that's it, I mean. There's no more normal, I say normal because not that we're all normal, but there's no more normal-esque type of, uh, uh, of like really, uh, you're, you're, you're planning on going and ending your own life. So you're, you're on a different plane in thought, in other words, I should say. So I'm not disrespectful, but they're just not on the same plane. They're on a whole different plane of thought.
1: You know, speaking of different planes of thought, too, the, this I thought was interesting, talking about the two uh, serial killers that had stayed there at the Cecil. <laughs> that one, I'm sorry, I, I, I shouldn't laugh, but it's it just strikes me kind of funny because, you know... <laughs> here you have all these bad things happening and then you got you know these two serial killers that decide to stay at the hotel for whatever reason if i knew that place back in the day i would have booked a few rooms for my (laughs) (laughs) ex-mother-in-law's oh david
2: (laughs) so mother dearest have you been to la no Well, i booked you a beautiful ticket (laughs) i booked you the coolest room in the coolest hotel ever <laughs> all expenses paid.
1: Oh my goodness! You, uh,
4: uh, you know the the hotel. It, it is the lobby is beautiful. Mm-hmm. You look at the outside, and it's it's nice, but it's not as nice as the inside. So maybe the beauty drew people there. I don't know. <laughs> I don't
2: know. Yeah, it's 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 all all you can do is guess on you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. but it's hard to even guess because you're not. You have to be in the mindset of an individual who's decided this is what we're doing today. This will be my one last act. I'm going to do this.
1: See, and that's the thing that I find so funny, and I don't mean ha ha funny. I mean strange funny. To me, it's like yin and yang. You've got these people that are depressed and upset, and you know whatever their their reason is for wanting to say, I can't go on another day, and and they're there to do a specific task which is commit suicide. Then on the other end of the spectrum you've got you know the serial killers that stayed there like Ramirez and Jack Underwood Well
2: now those whatever. guys those guys tend to me. Now when I say this hear what I'm saying so you don't criticize it actually those guys being there actually makes sense to me. Because mm-hmm. If I'm going to be that type of person, I want to be in an environment where nobody cares about anybody. And Skid Row is a great place to hang out because guess what? Nobody cares nobody about cares. anybody. So nobody's worried about somebody in Skid Row who's, you know, down on their luck. Who's mm-hmm. If you see a guy in Skid Row who's got a, a handmade bandage around his arm and there's a blood spot on it, do you hit the brakes and go, do you need help? Probably not. I mean, he's just going to wander through the day as it goes. So if I wanted to disappear, I would disappear where I could find my victims, where I could find my victims, but also live amongst them because I'm going to disappear because no one's going to come there. And and if if I'm going to have victims, if my victims come from that area, then who's going to miss those victims? Is anybody going to miss them?
1: Well, well, Ramirez, he was known as a night's doctor. He resided there. Uh, $14 per night in the uh, in 1985, according to uh, the source that they have out here. In the early 1980s, he killed 13 women and was, you know, able to remain under the radar thanks to the building's seedy reputation and yeah. the large occupants of transients.
3: Right.
1: Um, I think Amy was the one that told me that he would actually go do his killing and on the way back, he would dump his clothes, you know, take that all his sense. clothes, strip down his underwear, just keep his underwears on, dump them in the dumpster, and then walk all the way up to the I think he was on the fourteenth floor of the building in his underwear.
2: Yeah, and nobody they,
1: said anything because that they was they like the normal that, crazy. The
2: documentary. Yeah, but yeah, well, I means but see now if you're for him, he was disappearing in plain sight. Now, if his victims, if his victims, the row is people look the other way, yeah,
3: mm-hmm.
2: he's disappearing in plain sight. I mean, no, no one's gonna. I don't want any trouble, so I'm not gonna say anything. I don't have anything to say. I don't. I don't need anybody talking to me. I don't want to talk to anybody else. But I mean, also remember, if if his victim of choice, I don't know what it was. Were they transients? Were they hookers? Whatever they were, if if he was into women that are a certain, they tend to have like an age group. Uh, certain color hair, something Ramirez in their brain makes like that. Oh, he wasn't? He was just anything, right?
4: No, Richard Ramirez killed men, women, children of all ages.
2: So then mm-hmm. he's got a perfect hunting ground right there. He can stay in and amongst the group, and who's going to report him? Who's going to say anything? Who's going to do anything? Nobody. And he traveled quite a quite a distance
4: in some of these murders. I mean, yeah. one of, one of them is in the city I live in. I don't know if you heard about the the victim that had her eyes gouged out, which she lived in the same city I'm in right now. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember in 80, 85, the eighty eighty five when that stuff was happening. It, it
1: mm-hmm.
4: people were uh, afraid, Very scared. Mm-hmm. People were afraid because he didn't have a specific type of person he attacked. Right,
1: and yeah. I think that made it much yeah,
2: harder. They, 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 you know. t- yeah, they do tend. From from what you hear, they tend to have certain like you know there's something triggers them or whatever it is that triggers them. Yeah, uh, you some... know, like
4: the guys that attack uh, like prostitutes or yeah. elderly yeah. people
2: or something like no.
1: Ramirez
4: I... was all over the map.
1: All over the map. Where the and other. He,
4: he
6: That's chumbacasino.com.
5: No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions.
4: 18 plus. Would rape children and kill the adults. Huh.
1: He, he, he was, yeah, he's some bad, bad juju. The other, no, uh, serial he's, he's killer. Devil
4: worship too. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. The other serial killer, Jack, uh, Atterweger, he was uh, reported as a resident at the Cecil in 1991 and killed three Los Angeles sex workers during his time there. He was originally from Australia where he was previously convicted from a murder, but then released early in 1990 and then made his way over here to the States. And that, you know, that, and again, there's a perfect example of it being a, a a a good hunting ground if you will for a lack of of words because there was a lot of sex workers in that area he was gonna miss one
2: if he you know that was the
1: mentality yeah
2: if he if he if his favorite prey was you know a sex worker and you're living them in and amongst them all you know i mean and and one goes missing it's not like people are like who's gonna know you know the pimp's gonna know where's sally at she's been late for work for three days i don't know she never came back you know He's not going to report her missing. He's not going to go to the cops and go, hi, I'm a pimp. Mm-hmm. One of my girls is missing. It's not going to happen. No. Well, didn't that no. Underwood guy, didn't he flee Austria because
4: he was wanted for murder?
1: Yeah. They they let him out early.
4: Let him out early. Okay.
1: Yeah. he. Uh, let's see. He was released early in 1990, and then after that he was thought to have been rehabilitated so then he went on you know to be convicted of uh nine more murders so
2: there you go Yeah, um, they they did, they, they there was a really there, good yeah. yeah that was a real good job of rehabilitation hey you know what if we don't if we'd only had a wall huh
1: <laughs> mm-hmm Uh, The other one that was linked to, I think, the Cecil is the Black Dahlia. I don't know if we talked about that one, too, speaking along the lines of murders. The Cecil Hotel has ties of the one most famous unsolved crime in the history, which is the Black Dahlia murder. Uh, It was actress Elizabeth Short who became known as the Black Dahlia after her death. She was last seen nearby the Biltimore Hotel before... Her gruesome death crime scenes indicate she was allegedly visited at the bar at the Cecil Hotel shortly before she was killed.
4: Huh. Yeah. As the only time they mentioned the Black Dahlia in the documentary is when they were talking about that morbid character. He had mm-hmm. a picture of her on his wall.
1: Yeah. Yep. Um, The people that do the sleuthing online, they were saying that the theory about lambs, uh, 2013 death also involved a suspect who had previously visited the Cecil and posted a video of himself with an image of a short, uh, short in the, I don't know what that is, some kind of image that they found in the background. But I thought the Black Dahlia was an interesting one because I know that one by itself, um, it was pretty famous for the, the murder and people knowing about that crime. But I didn't know that she they're saying that she allegedly visited the bar at the Cecil Hotel shortly before she was killed. That I didn't know, <clears throat> yeah. So, all kinds of weird things, yes, quiet, stay away from those Ouija boards. <laughs> He also says that LA is full of bat crazy people.
2: <laughs> Yo, Popo, I'm missing some. <laughs> yeah, that, that, yeah, that, that, won't well, yeah that, that won't be happening. LA is crazy. That won't be happening. There are
4: there are a lot.
2: <laughs> There's some people that just stand around in LA that are bat crazy. Yeah, yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. That
2: what's that one street where they're all like. I d I don't know what everybody's either lifting weights or skating or, or rollerblading. That's that's Venice Beach. That is a weird place. That is just a, that's yeah. just a weird place. That's just a crazy <laughs> they thing. call it
4: muscle beach.
2: I mean, muscle I, beach, I, yeah. I, I, we went we were walking down, I'm like, why are we here? This is just stupid. We wanna see oh, it. What do you want to see? The strand. Yeah, I was like, What what I don't wanna see this. What do I what do I care about this for? <laughs> it's just—it was just—it was just. Yeah, it was. Yeah, you have friends that come by to visit. Like, hey, do you know where this is? And I'm like, well, yeah, I know where that is. But I mean, seriously, <laughs> it's like, uh, you you, do you know where I live? I live in Carmel, <laughs> ding dong. way better in Carmel. Let's go back to my place. Are you crazy? What the heck you want to be down in LA for? It's nuts. <laughs> Well, that's the first place they want to go. They want to go. I want to see the Hollywood sign. You go, it's a really, really, really old, crappy wooden sign. They didn't they even try. To oh, the it. sign up in the yeah, it's like they didn't even try. It looks like four or five year olds made it with some scrap. You know, plat- <laughs> Pallet wood or whatever—it's it's it's crappy as crap could be, and it's nailed up to the side of a hill. Come on, seriously. Well, there's a lot of lot of dingbats in uh, in Hollywood.
4: In Hollywood, yeah, yeah.
2: there are. They're walking up and down this. What is that? Is that what's what's the road there? The uh, well, there's several with the. uh, Well, you got you got Sunset Strip. Yeah, that's the one. Boulevard. You got Santa Monica.
4: You got Melrose.
2: Yeah, that's all. All that there. Oh, those all. Those are all just.
4: Uh, it's either, either weird
2: weirdos or tourists you, can, you can't miss a tourist and oh my god they're just oh my god look at they just point at the ground you're like okay yeah, you're, you just told everybody you're a tourist take my
4: money oh hey there's so uh, there's so-and-so star
2: yeah they
4: <laughs> are putting their hands in the the cement yeah, and the, yeah, handprints yeah. footprints at, at the uh
2: and you're That's being and you're being logged by three or four people right now <laughs> who are like, So have you been on the walk? No, oh, let me show you the walk. Oh yeah, it's only twenty five dollars. I show you the walk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. You don't need Probably. anybody to show
2: you the walk because you're literally already on the walk. <laughs> if you walk straight, you're on the walk. But they'll charge you twenty five dollars to walk on the sidewalk. Yeah, sure.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's goofy.
2: Hey, there's somebody always, a, there's always somebody willing to take your money.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, for those of you that are listening and that are in the chat room, if you're enjoying this conversation tonight here at Spreaker.com on the Miss Bomi Zone, do hit that like button because that does help us an awful lot.
2: It's moved. The like button it's, is now a little heart. That's right. Right above, oh. the, right, right below the Ms. Bomi zone. You see the Hotel Cecil, you'll see Ms. Bomi zone. There's a tiny little heart there. That's what you press. They got all excited and changed our screen for us to make it. I ha- noticed
1: that. <laughs> to make us
2: happier, apparently, and to make us, you know, I don't know, do better or something. I don't know what these guys think sometimes. You made the like button small and took the word like out of it. Great job, mm-hmm. guys! Great Catch job. <laughs> Great job, guys! Thanks.
1: Yeah, no, you used to be able to tell though. <laughs>
2: yeah, you can tell now if you press it; it'll turn yellow.
1: Yeah, but it used to tell you how many. Oh yeah, Is it anymore?
2: Well, no. Look at you. You're oh. like, well, I, I, I want to know. <laughs> I, I want to know. I mean, uh, uh, I don't feel good unless That's I know. <laughs> I need to know. Don't In forget most of your people aren't even gonna to listen to this till tomorrow morning so
1: oh yeah I shower people <laughs> <laughs> you can get out now just continue listening but just get out now and dry off because yeah. you're pruning <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So yeah so Jeff, what do you think overall about the whole Cecil hotel what what uh, what was your interest what was uh, your opinion uh, about it?
4: Like I said, it has a beautiful lobby. I mean, you can find pictures online. It's gorgeous inside, Mm -hmm. but the history is something to think about if if you're ever thinking about uh, visiting that place. But, But when I used to go there for work, I always had an uneasy feeling. Just something didn't, yeah, just weird. You know, mm-hmm. I, and I knew about the shady, well, some of the shady past, you know, I knew knew about the uh, prostitutes and the drugs and there had been suicides there before, but I had no idea that people like Richard Ramirez was staying there
3: mm-hmm.
4: and which would have freaked me out even more because like I said, it when those murders were happening, everybody was afraid, but, yeah. uh, um, it's definitely got a history.
1: Yeah, it it does, right. and I have I, to. Gr-
4: but to be honest, I would, I wouldn't recommend anybody going that area just, just because of it's in Skid Row.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I I have to agree with you. I think that there is a draw there because of the history and everything that has happened with that hotel but yes my one shocking takeaway was serial killers actually staying there that i didn't know about because the more common knowledge was the the fact of the suicides and you know the drugs and the violence that that had taken place there um yes clyde you can call in um So, yeah, uh, I I agree with you. The pictures that I've seen, like I've not been there, but the pictures that I've seen of the inside of the Cecil with the the lobby and stuff, very, very beautiful. I do think that the, you know, building and the architecture is probably something um, to see, you know, but again, like you said, it's not in a very good area, so it's not something that I would definitely gravitate going towards um, for sure. Um, but it, uh, it, it has a lot of history. It, it definitely does. It has a lot of its, you know, ups and downs. There's quite a few downs um, to the, the stories that were, you know, told as far as the different people that uh, encountered suicide or violence or death by some form, which is sad. So what did you think, John?
2: Well, um, I think it's a lot of freaky people in the world. That's number True. one. Uh, I think one of the things that's that's popular for it is now. I mean, uh, when I was in Georgia, we, we took Ray on one of his, his his lovely vacations. We were in Georgia. You remember I was on jo- I was in Georgia,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and uh, there were people, including my kids, that were going on like uh, haunted excursions. They called them and i okay. try I try to tell them, don't do this stuff. it's all such baloney they can't they can't there's no way someone can say, "Okay, now, if you get your tickets tonight, I feel pretty comfortable we're going to see a uh, we're gonna see a spirit you know and and, and they get all excited, and there's like, "Oh really guys, come on, these idiots can't they can't tell you, and they take you somewhere and go, "Now, if you watch it's been told that up in the top window, and of course the lady shows up, you know, of course she shows up. I mean, she's actually punching a time clock, this old lady. So you know, she's got to get paid. So I yeah. mean, it, I, I think that's part of a draw now for that place. I think mm-hmm. people would actually sneak in to the Cecil just to be yeah. one of the, one of the ones. I was in there. I was in there where where all the hell was and where the death and destruction and the serial killers lived. And I could feel their you know they, they have people get into that crap. They just get into this. Yeah. I, I think what mm-hmm. you got here is you got a. I think you got a story about a place that was in one area, and uh, some uh, a bunch of suicides happened and it started to get a name, started uh-huh. to get a name, and it started you know people wondered why do they go there? Well, they, they write about them in the paper, you know what I mean they get you get it written about in the paper you know if you, yeah. if you commit suicide on the, on, the, on the right side of Skid Row, no one even hears about you. no one even knows your name, but if you do it over at the Cecil, what happens? Everyone knows yeah. your name. Everybody you're you're going to be in the paper. You're going to be part yeah. of the Cecil forever. What's well, twi- yeah. People in, in 1937 committed suicide in the Cecil, and we just read their names today. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, success. You know, I, I, I think that's part of one of the things that uh, makes people who want to end it go there because, you know what I mean? Like I said before, I was nobody in life, but I'm somebody now. Yeah. And I think the other people, the uh, horrible people just realized what a perfect spot to hang out. This is my hunting grounds. nobody comes here, nobody cares who's here and if I'm grabbing these people, no one's gonna miss them and look, there's a hotel I can stay at for 13 bucks a night. Holy moly'll yep. I'll make that in pocket change off my next two victims you know I mean that, and that sounds sad that I'm saying it that way, but I'm sure that's pretty much the way they were thinking.
4: If those walls could talk, I mean that place has been there oh. almost
2: hundred years. Yeah, yeah,
1: it so, probably would have some pretty good stories to share.
2: Yeah, so I mean, and I'm sure there's lots more that have even happened there that we never even heard about because it didn't make the headlines.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> to have that much depraved behavior in one spot and that much sorrow in one <laughs> spot, there had to be more.
4: Well, like oh, when they were God. they were interviewing the manager she said they'd be calling 911 three, four times a, da- a night. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I'll bet. You know, so, you know, what was that all about? And that stuff you never know why they called.
1: I'm sure calling 911 maybe once a night probably was considered a slow night yeah. with all the stuff that possibly went down in that hotel.
4: Maybe lots of domestic violence or, you know. Oh, mm-hmm. bet. yeah. Or somebody freaking out because they took some bad drugs or something or, you know. Mm
1: -hmm. No, that's true. Hmm. Clyde put quite the comment in there. (laughs)
2: Little Rock Museum and they have (sighs) buildings from the old town when Little Rock, Arkansas was first built lady gave us a tour was telling uh-huh. us about the one building and how it was like a restaurant or a tavern back in the day and it turned around and saw a woman in clothing walking past all the windows and I had to stop and ask the poor lady, "Are there people in that building and everyone looked at me and I was like, blank and crazy and she said, "Yes, there's people working in that building right now and are dressed in clothing she said I was like, thank you. I thought I just saw." <laughs> <laughs> so she belongs in there right okay cool all right good yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: she's real right <laughs>
2: <laughs> thought i just saw thought i just saw annie oakley in there you know
1: Hmm. and that's been the other part of it that we really didn't talk too much about but uh there's been people who are do the paranormal i forget what the heck is and it shows uh Zach, something I forget. He's got a show on uh, that paranormal channel that he goes around to, so so-called haunted locations, and that was one of the locations that he went to. Was the Cecil Hotel? And, and let me guess, a ghost,
2: did a ghost talk in his tape recorder too? Uh,
1: well, I don't, I don't think, I don't think. Well, how, they how does have everybody, those.
2: how does everybody fall for that? You put the look. I'm holding a tape recorder. Uh, I have a haunted tape measure right here. You know, I just now I'm gonna rewind it. Put me down, asad. Oh, did you hear that? Did you hear that? Oh
1: my god! I don't know what kinds of equipment. Oh, that they, how in the world do people nowadays? I
2: mean, uh, look, I saw an orb. No, that was dust flying by a camera, dude. Are you serious? It's a dusty building. That wasn't an orb. Yeah,
4: but if your flashlight starts strobing, you know it's real. Yes, that's right.
2: <laughs> But he kind of
1: opened up the. I shouldn't say he kind of opened up the door. I'm sure there was other people there probably before him that were, you know, from the paranormal community. Shall we say that uh, probably did their uh, what do you call it walkthroughs?
2: Well, yeah, I mean, but I mean, what's what's happened is is people are trying to make a buck off. Anytime something like that happens, someone's going to try to make a buck off it. Oh,
1: absolutely. You know?
2: So you got people in line, you know what I mean? Oh, well, no, everyone's talking about the Cecil, so you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to send a paranormal team down there, and they're going to... F- the part that people forget is, is this. A true paranormal show would have, like, one show where they found something and 900 episodes where they didn't find anything. They're uh-huh. going to cancel that show.
5: The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: I'd better find something on every single episode because you got to sell commercials. And people Mm -hmm. fall for this. Like, come on. Seriously? (laughs) Really? Come on. Do I, I? I don't claim to know. I'm not saying there's no such thing as a, as a paranormal. I'm not so you know arrogant that I know everything, but I do know. I've never seen one bit of sh- no no shred from any of those wing nuts that are walking around going. Oh, no, I got it on the tape recorder. Listen, and when I'm listening, I hear get out now. I was like, wait a minute. I I just did that. See that get out now. I can do that. <laughs> you're telling me? No, no, I, really, it happened in the middle of the night when I was I was recording something totally different, you know, and you're like, oh, shut up. <laughs> Guy stood behind you and went, get out now. I know what happened. <laughs> uh, people, hey, hook, line, and sinker. They'll send money in, you know? <laughs> oh, let's yep. see. Clarence says he's made money. Oh, Clarence, that's awesome. Now, uh, you're going to have to go bye-bye, though, Clarence. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's that's really not part of our topic this evening. No. Thank you, though.
2: <laughs> this is what happens when you get popular. Ready? <laughs> Goodbye, Clarence. We'll see you, Clarence. Have a good one. Spreaker spam. <laughs> Spreaker spam Tony says.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Spreaker spam. He's like, hey, you'll see now now listen. They don't do that unless you have an audience live. So. <laughs> Don't whine and cry, because, see? Oh, you, so you, I had a
1: person you, listening live
2: today? Oh, <laughs> I, I'm going to get a large stick and poke you in the forehead with it. You know that? They're not going to waste their time <laughs> going and doing that when you don't have So if you have an audience, I like know. you've got a lot of people listening right now, they go, hey, yeah. you know what? I'm going to go spam her channel. Why? At least people are listening to her show.
1: I know. I was just picking. Them, I yeah. just
2: got done saying, no matter what, someone wants to make a buck off it. Look what we have: a topic of Cecil Hotel. <laughs> Ta-da! And, yeah, and he should. You know what? I got a shot at making Example. a buck. So yeah, <laughs> here I want to make a buck off these guys. Yeah. Uh,
1: yes, I did get spam twice today. Do you know somebody sent me spam in a can? Yeah, bacon flavor. Oh. I know you showed
2: it to me. And then I, then I saw your husband hold it hostage at gunpoint. Yes, <laughs>
3: like, and, you go and, for now, it. and now
2: it's gone. Yes,
3: <laughs> so it went bye bye. He
2: he wanted fifty cents, or or the spam gets it. And Christine was like, "I guess the spam's getting it." Because <laughs> so I'm keeping my two quarters.
1: <laughs> yep, yep. So yeah. that's it. Yeah. Uh, Anything else that
2: you guys want to add? Oh, I'm just like, you know, uh, uh, when you look at stuff like that, people look at it with an open mind, yes, but also remember, don't jump to silly conclusions. Yeah. Yeah, those vloggers were all over it. (laughs) Oh, I know. They they, they lose their – and they just – what I love is when they start doing the whole, okay, well, well, let's just say, what if – and before you know it, they're down a rabbit hole, and they're, no, they're, they're defending their point, and you're like, you said, let's just say what if. I mean, yeah. seriously. And yeah. they, don't, they don't even look at the facts. Like I was saying, all those different scenarios surrounding her going down that little hole. <laughs> no damage to her body, no scratches, no scrapes. I mean, I'm, I'm a strong fella, and if she's only 105 pounds, think about holding 105 pounds of gangly chick. In front of you with your arms outstretched, so you can get her down. That—that's an awful lot to uh-huh. make sure she doesn't bump the sides. It's like—it's like I'm trying to play operation with her, you know. I'm reaching <laughs> in, and she's the tweezers, and I got to get her through that little tube without scratching her. Can't scratch yeah. her because then there's evidence that she was pushed down there. That's just way too much. I think Jeff's got that. I think he's more right than the rest of the wingnuts were. I think she probably had an episode. I agree. I believe she was arguing with somebody. I'm not saying there was really somebody there, but in her mind I think there was cuz she was arguing right. with somebody. She was Yeah. she was explaining her point to somebody. And she might have thought that person was going to get her or whatever, and she tried cuz we saw her hide in the elevator, which is yeah. a strange place to hide with an open door.
1: Yeah, it is. Yeah. That's just strange behavior <laughs> That's a, Yeah,
2: so that behavior, you could tell she was hiding, but her choice of place to hide was odd.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: then when she took off, you know, maybe she decided she needed a better place to hide. I think Jeff might actually, Jeff, you won the Internet. That's it, you've solved the murder. <laughs> Everybody else, call it good, okay. go home. You know what I mean? You guys all screwed it all up. Jeff got it right. Jeez, what did it take you, Jeff, two hours? Wow. <laughs> uh, Clyde said, but what
1: if she, but... What she decomposed enough to tell if she was scratched?
2: Oh, they found her right away. They found her right away. No, no they didn't find her right she away. Was nursing for like nineteen days. 19 oh, days, yeah. wow, okay, all right, all right, all right, all right. I did not realize that. I thought they found her right away. No, mm-hmm. no. no.
1: They notified everybody no, right she, away that she was missing.
2: She, she was bleached white, and
4: yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Hmm. Well, that's a bad way to go, huh? oh,, yeah. I bet she missed her flight, huh
1: well I, and the Ugh. thing that's just, just so disturbing is the when they going back to that documentary where the people, especially those ones that came from across the pond there <laughs> they're talking about how bad the water smelled and and how bad the water tasted, Baseball, not realizing, yeah.
2: yeah, oh, there were people drinking her, yeah, yeah, well,
4: she was in the water tank. Tower. Oh. No, that's terrible. People, oh, that they, is all of the water.
2: That all means, water yeah, but that also tell. means, Christine. That means that she also uh, relieved herself because your body does that.
1: Yes, yeah. it does.
2: Ooh, wow, wow. Yeah. The boy, the water tastes terrible. There's a chick in it. A documentary? Huh?
4: Didn't you watch that documentary? No, I haven't seen the documentary at all. Oh, uh, yeah. The, the, the water was coming out brown. Oosh. It looked wow. like really watered-down
2: mud. Wow.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, that, that was... Yep. And 19 days of that before someone went and looked in the tank? That's truly yeah. messed up.
4: Well, it, the, well, the people started complaining about the water pressure. Yeah. And also the color and the smell of the water. And they had the maintenance guy go check it out. And when he went to the roof... The lid was off of one of the water
2: towers, and that's when he found her. But I mean, 19 days later—that's a—that's some really messed up uh, hotel yeah. maintenance there. I mean, you—you'd sh- you, have thought that they would have known something. If there's a dead chick in your water, you usually know pretty quick. You know what I mean? That doesn't taste like normal water. I mean, that just wouldn't go well with me. Wow. Oh, boy, that that would just be upsetting.
1: Yeah. That was disturbing.
2: This water doesn't taste right. Well, there was a girl in it, so, yeah.
1: Kind of said, wonder what what the normal water color was. Yeah, really.
2: (laughs) I mean, that's what I'm saying, but 19 days? You'd have thought, a day? Maybe two. But then her body was going to start to get rid of all the, you know, she starts to bloat and her body starts to relieve itself of all of its stuff, and it's in the water now. Mhm. Your water just became a toilet. Well, yes. that won't take uh, more than a day, day and a half, but 19 days later someone goes and checks it, that's pretty bad. There there's four four water tanks on top of that building
4: and they're all kind of connected okay. together.
1: Yeah.
2: <clears throat> Oof, that's just bad. Yeah. That's just so, that's bad. You no, know, it was mixed in all four. Hours mm-hmm. that, that's just bad, really. Yeah, that's really just like the yeah,
4: you know, man. How, yeah. how many thousands of gallons <coughs> do hold?
2: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> oh, now I want to go. Throw oh, water
1: up. is toilet water, Clyde says. Yeah, pretty much. Clyde,
2: <laughs> now I want to go throw up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <Ugh. laughs>
2: Here, I was thinking she was in the tank for like a day. And now everyone's like, no, yeah. 19 days. And she crapped in it. So, you know, I was like, oh, my God, what? What Was that what it was, 19
4: days? I know it was a long time.
1: Yeah, I think it was. Because they, when they first reported her missing, they were searching pretty hardcore for her for a while. And then nothing came of that. And then I think eventually didn't her mom and dad come down?
4: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, her with, parents uh,
1: were there. Parents and parents sister, yeah, and sister were there to to uh, talk with the police to see if they could get any information.
2: Wow, that's just bad, bad, bad. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Very bad, sad. Bad.
2: So they would have seen the elevator stuff before they found her, then. Mhm. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Yep. It was. That was. That was crazy.
2: Jeez, now I have to go throw up.
1: Sorry, I, I thought you knew. <laughs> I guess because we were because Jeff and I watched the documentary so I was like, Yeah, we we knew that part. You have
2: Netflix, John, watch it. <sighs> well now I don't want to. I don't wanna I'll be like, oh my god, they were drinking that crap. <laughs>
0: That oh, pretty man. much was my, yeah, yeah, yeah that, just that was my feeling
2: on it. Yeah, that won't sit well for me. That'll be fair.
0: <laughs> Tony says,
1: a little crop never hurt anybody. Oh,
2: yeah. Oh, it did. Yes, it does. <laughs> oh, heavens to Betsy. I know, you give This can carry something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, John, you're just being spleeny. No, that was poop in the water. <laughs> it's not spleeny, it's just no. <laughs> yeah, except people with cholera. Right, exactly.
1: <laughs> Ugh. Wow. Yep.
2: Yeah, me, no lucky that at all.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, anyways. I don't think I have anything more to discuss um, about the the hotel. I, I just there was things that I wanted to touch on was the serial killers that stayed there, people who had all these different theories about how it, the the young lady from Canada died. All the remi- different
2: remind Jean she was in the water for 19 days. <laughs> you know, yeah, the, those important facts that we needed to get out at the very last minute. You know? yeah.
1: <laughs> See, that's why I told the shower people to get out before we had this conversation. Yes. <laughs>
2: You realize, Imagine how you, I
1: feel.
4: You realize we never took a commercial break? Or, <laughs> oh yeah, she she
2: she has a hard time with it. I uh, they they let me do all her commercials now because they go, John, sorry, sorry, John? No, it's no, uh, no, John. Oh, okay, so you cut it. And, and sorry, John. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Now there's an odd. There's okay. an auto, They like speaker likes to put the auto on her. When they put the auto one on, she'll have like twenty five commercials. I have to go back and take them all out and make them normal again.
4: Well, <laughs> you know I, when I've listen to mm-hmm. a show that i've missed i listened to it on spreaker um they put in the commercials where they want and then yes. 2 3 minutes later you'll, yeah. you'll say
2: let's break. take a yeah. break they, they, yeah. that's when they're whenever whenever the people you know are, are, in, in, in India are in charge they just put whatever they want and sometimes i've seen 16 commercials in there it's like guys wow. guys <laughs> really
1: much yeah. well f-
2: and and their point is always when you're watching t v how long before the commercial comes on, is it thirty minutes, John? It's like, well, no, it's not thirty minutes, well we well, like fifteen minutes like well I mean, well fifteen minutes commercial, fifteen minutes commercial I'm like, oh my God, really Seriously? yeah that's a-
1: eric that's so had lovely. eric had
2: like Eric had twenty in one of his shows, oh
1: my gosh,
2: it was like <laughs> god
4: people David, i don't I don't know if they had room service at that hotel.
1: Who was asking that? David. Oh.
4: Said something about, you know, complaining about the room service. People.
1: Oh. <laughs> Some ones don't care about tenant complaints. wonder how the room service was.
2: <laughs> well, if there was, oh. a, if there was a chick in the water tank for 19 days, I'm going to go with not that great, David. Not <laughs> that great. You know, this water tastes like crap. Nineteen days later. Oh yeah, don't drink that water. Oh, why, wow. why? Why not? Because they're scrapping it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Clyde says never use John. Never use a blacklight in a hotel.
2: <laughs> oh, trust me. I, I I I've been known to. Uh, let's just say I I I I don't always bring my own sheets, but sometimes I do. <laughs> <laughs> bring your little UV flashlight? No, I just bring my own sheets because I already know if we're going to stay in a a hotel that's, you know. If I stay in a nice hotel, I figure, okay, I'm good. But the one that bothers me is when you see that sign that says, if you don't absolutely have to have your sheets washed, then put this car. Oh, no, 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 we're not, no. Take the sheets off and put them over there in the corner. No, no, no. no. So Motel 6 isn't your go-to place? No, 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 no. If they're trying to save that whole save water, save water, save save this, go ahead and don't have us wash your sheets. Oh, I think not. I think absolutely not. Of all the filth holes there are on the planet, a hotel is one of them. So definitely, yes, please.
1: Clyde just called you CSI Solar.
2: I don't like staying in hotels. I know what's going on in hotels. Yeah, me, no, me don't like hotels. Don't like hotels. Yeah. Well. <laughs> People getting drunk, whizzing on the bed. You know you know all that's going on. You know it is.
1: Oh, I saw that first firsthand at one of my Motley Crue concerts because we ended up staying into like a... Motel six or whatever,
2: yeah. I mean, that's just no, it's just not. People are puking on the walls on the floor, it's like, oh, come on, and they're like, i will leave the light on for you, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Please do because I'm terrified of what's going to be crawling on the floor. Yeah. The crunches. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean. The, you you want to you want to cover the toilet seat with towels because you don't want to get crotch crickets, you know. It's like, oh my god. Oh,
3: okay. And just because you bring
2: just because you bring your own little bottle of bleach doesn't mean you're weird. Found a dead body, but see that's my luck. Now, 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 now Chris, Christine, 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 you remember the story, right? I told you when I got back, remember? In the middle of the night, I heard that bang, and I sat up, and I went, I went and looked around, couldn't find out what it was. I looked at the clock and went, 4.15. I went back to bed. Next thing you know, about two hours later, the cops are banging on the door. There was a bullet casing laying outside my door. That bang we heard was somebody standing right in front of our door, shooting at somebody down the hallway. It's like, I told you that story. I was like, oh, my God. And I remember the cops going, what did I say? (laughs) 4.15. He said, what? (laughs) I heard the noise at (laughs) 4.15. I don't know what it was, but it wasn't normal. They went and checked the tape at 4.15, and guess what? There was a man standing outside my door with a gun. (laughs) -hmm. Not pointed at us but pointed away. He just happened to be standing right there. And I heard the bang and it woke me right up out of my sleep and I didn't hear another bang, so I knew I heard something at four (laughs) fifteen.
1: Dave says he always puts his luggage in the shower at hotels.
2: Well you don't get in the shower, do you?
4: (laughs) (laughs) He can take a
2: take a shower and wash his clothes at the same time. (laughs) It's
1: a two for one.
2: Oh, I mean, and probably the cleanest spot in the whole stinking place is the bathroom, probably. And that's already filthy. When you, when you, when you, I mean, you see people just walking around, like, what's going on? And you're like, dude, you, you, you put socks on or something. Why? Put, tr- trust me, put socks on. <laughs> Seriously, put, don't walk in that bathroom without, are you kidding me? You know, the maid went in there and went, huh? Eh, yeah, it looks fine. Well, you know, i like, my
4: friend that I travel with every year, we go hunting, yep. he he brings flip-flops when
3: you yeah.
2: stay in a, in a, in a hotel. Uh-huh. Well, you don't really believe that at a hotel that's got 700 rooms, there's these 22 girls, and they clean 700 rooms today? No. No. No, they didn't. They got the boss convinced they did, but they didn't. They walked into a lot of those rooms and went.
6: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com.
5: No purchase necessary. VTW group. prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
2: If I didn't know better, I'd say they never even slept in the bed. Fix it a little bit. You know what I mean? Oh, the card was on there. He didn't want these sheets changed. <laughs> okay.
3: <laughs>
2: Fold the same towels that were laying on the floor. Oh, laundry's done. <laughs> yeah. and and they didn't leave me a tip anyway. That's right.
3: Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah so I mean, yeah, I, I'm sure they didn't go out of their way to make sure your stay was pleasant over at Motel 6 where we left the light on for you. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so.
1: Clyde says, yeah, I use disposable slippers.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, I mean,
1: if I don't have
2: something like that with me, I'll wear socks. I mean, like, literally keep the socks on because, you know, I'm not going to walk <laughs> in that bath. How do I know? Uh, everybody had great aim, and she actually cleaned the floor. <laughs> yeah. Was the last guy drunk and went, oh, I think I got in a toilet, you know, and she went, well, I don't see any yellowing stains. That must just be water, you know. Oh, great, awesome, fantastic. Thanks a lot. Mm-hmm. Double feet doesn't put a mint on the pillow, so. Yeah. <laughs>
3: so
2: you know it's not clean. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And long ago, they used to slide those. They used to to make you. They used to make you think they cleaned the toilet by sliding the paper ring on it, sanitized for your protection. It's like, can she put that on without sanitizing it for my protection? Do you really believe she did that, or she just slid the ring on there? Did you clean this? Is that a ring? Yes. Then it's sanitized for your protection. I doubt it, sister. I really doubt it.
1: See, we've covered everything this evening. Yeah.
2: And see, you always drag me around to more of my hang-ups. You know that? She loves to do that.
1: I, you you volunteered this one all on your own. Oh, I yeah. Well,
2: that's yet. because I'm still reeling from Monday's show last week where you're like, John, let's talk about food. You like food, right? Psycho.
1: Yep. That'd be the other show, Cookie with Miss B. <laughs>
2: Or, or making fun of it's Quicky with Miss B making fun of me. That's that's basically what it, that's what it boils down to.
1: <laughs> Clyde said he stayed in a place where the coffee maker had his own science experiment going on. <laughs> now he carries his own coffee maker.
2: Well, see now, I I carry my Roku. I'll I'll bring the Roku with me and something for Rhett to do. Uh, but like, the, as far as the coffee and all that stuff, oh hell no! I'll literally throw one of the containers of uh, instant coffee. In there, because number one, have you ever took what they call a coffee, you're like, what, what it's like it's like, it's like a tea bag almost. you're know, like, you want me to throw that in yeah. there and make that as a cup? Co- that's not even coffee. When I do that <laughs> one, I'll push it right into the bottom of the glass, and I just leave it in there and drink it like that. I'm like, I don't need, I'll, I, I'm not using the coffee maker. I put the water in the cup, go to the microwave, <laughs> heat the water and leave the little thing on the bottom and go there, that's as good as it's going to get."
3: <laughs> Yo, but I always am amazed
2: that why would you even drink that crap anyways when they have a free buffet downstairs? Yeah.
3: And you
2: right. know the buffet is comprised of high-quality meats and high-quality products.
3: <laughs>
2: they, sure spare, they, they spare no expense with the butter, you know? <laughs> look at those pastries. Don't they just look <laughs> nauseating? <laughs> <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
2: 900 sausages in a little tub. Yeah.
1: Tony said he started to bring his own coffee maker too.
2: <laughs> buffet. So yeah, open. buffet coffee sucks. It does suck. That's why I just bring my I just bring a I bring a cup since I don't want to carry a coffee maker, I bring one of my little things of instant coffee. Yeah. And I just make it way too strong, you know? But then but then all you do is take you, you two spoonfuls of that in your in your cup, stick a cup under the sink, get the water, stick it in the microwave, let it go to a boil, and there you go. You got poor, poor man's Folgers there. Yeah, get one of those French coffee presses. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I don't want to hang out in, this, in that room any more than I have to, and I certainly don't want to go through a whole French coffee press, you know. <laughs> it doesn't take that long.
3: <laughs>
2: Frozen omelets suck, too. Yes, they do suck. You start looking at those and going, why do all the omelets look the same? I have a problem with that. Shouldn't there be... Aren't they like fingerprints? No two are the same. How do these all look the same? One
4: day I made the mistake of going to uh, Subway and getting a breakfast sandwich. Oh, there's a big mistake. And and the egg was still half frozen. Yeah. Oh, jeez.
2: And I love when they do that whole eat fresh and you're like, did you ever notice that every piece of chicken is the exact same size and they have these almost kind of like a grill mark on it, and they're all kind of a gray color, and you're like, yeah. dude, that's not chicken. Yo, no, no, eat, eat fresh. That's our model. That's not fresh. <laughs> and you're like, there's certain things they go, well, we don't use processed meats, and I'm like, you're like, you're like listen, nobody's ever eaten salami and said, I don't, eat, I don't eat processed meat. All salami's processed. You're kidding me. Yeah, I don't.
4: I, you know what? I don't even think the, uh, the Cecil has food.
2: They probably, I don't know.
4: recall they we were seeing a place they, where they, they probably had food they there.
2: probably don't have food there.
3: Mm-mm.
4: A pancake machine uh, even a in hotel. a documentary that those people from England said that they uh were going to look for somewhere to eat,
1: yeah. I
4: so think
2: it's not so like they have it. a little well, I'm, I'm sure they I did, I'm sure there. they didn't, you know, they're not gonna, mm-hmm. or you'd have every bum on the planet over there trying to get free food, yeah. Mm-hmm. Marriott has waffle machine. Now, Rhett likes the waffle machine, and we usually and we did stay in many Marriotts. And he now Rhett digs that. He likes it so much. He made me get him one for here. He has a little it. machine that flips upside yeah, down. Yeah, no, he has one here. And on Christmas is when I he love it. yeah on Christmas he wants his. Now, when you guys come, Christine, whenever there's somebody here, he always likes to do waffles too. He likes to have that. <laughs> yeah.
3: Can well, we,
2: can we waffles. make waffles? Well, can <laughs> we make waffles translates into, Dad, I'll watch you do it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey, hey,
3: yeah, he, yeah, he's right, real right. good at
2: can we do this, can we do that. Well, I'll, I'm going to go upstairs and play games, and I'm going to trust that you'll do it right, Dad, okay? Now, <laughs> I'll come back and check as soon as mine's done. So you knock them dead, Dad. You knock him dead. I got the, all the faith in the world in you. Start cranking out those Belgian waffles. Oh,
3: oh funny. Yeah,
2: he, he, he had to have a Belgian waffle maker. He, wa- he wanted it for Christmas. Yeah. So he could make waffles for Christmas, or me, anyways. <laughs> so that's the only time it gets used is Christmas? Uh, no, he'll have it probably two or three times other than that a year, but he's more of a, he likes this. You know, I, I want this. It's like the other day. He walked up to me and said, I'm going to be needing tacos. And I was like, yeah. what? what? I'm, I'm going to need tacos. It's like you're gonna eat tacos. What yeah, they, they eat tacos in LA? I was like LA or whatever. I went, What? He's like, They eat tacos in LA. And I'm like, What are you talking about? He's gonna need tacos. I said, Do you want me to take you to Taco Bell? No, you can make them. I'm like, Oh, okay, awesome, <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Yeah, there's more taco stands here than, uh, than there are 7-Elevens.
2: Oh yeah, so he was—he you know, just decided—he just decided that from now on I'll be making him tacos now. So he, uh, yeah, he's like, gonna be needing tacos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, he, uh, Tony, he's actually been to Waffle House. We took him to a Waffle House. He he had a great time. I got my uh, five-year dose of scattered, smothered, and covered.
4: <laughs> yep. I've never been to one.
2: Well, if you go to one, don't. I, it sounds crazy. Go to one that's really, really, really a local place. Don't go to one of the fancy ones because then you're not going to get the great experience. Go to one of the ones where all the locals are there. You know what I mean? It's kind of run down looking and all that. That's the one you want to go eat at
4: yeah when I go to texas in uh in May, let's
2: see if we can find one yeah that's. I mean yeah when i we've driven by them when they look too fancy It's like no, you're not gonna get good food. I want one of the ones where the local guys who lives there is the one who's cooking because he's he's yep. serving he's serving the locals you go in there it's nothing fancy, nothing all that but the food's really 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 good yeah the wa yeah eat at the waffle the awful waffle house yes, <laughs> I hop I hate i hop i I hate IHOP. I can't stand IHOP. Used to be great. Not anymore. It's just horrible. That's just like.
1: We don't have one.
2: It's like a novelty place now. I can't stand IHOP. That I'm yeah. about. I'm about done with Cracker Barrel too. They've become just too much of a novelty now. You used to be able to go in there and, you know, give me a plate of biscuits and a big soup bowl full of gravy. And she'd price it out for you. They don't do that anymore. Yeah, we don't do that. I've done it many, many times. Yeah, we don't do that, sir. Can I get, can I get you an order of gravy if you want. And you're like, no, I want a, a bowl of gravy. You have a large pan back there full of it. Scoop some in a bowl, and however many servings that is, you charge that many servings, and then bring me a plate of biscuits. I want a plate of biscuits. That's all I'm going to eat is the biscuits and gravy. I'm not interested in anything else. I can get eggs anywhere. I can get bacon anywhere. I can get a ham steak anywhere. But that gravy is sawmill gravy and they do a really, really good job with it. And their biscuits are good. I don't care if they're frozen or what. They're good. So I want a plate of biscuits and I want a bowl of gravy. They won't do that anymore. So I'm done with them. Mm-hmm. Clyde
1: said he loved Perkins when we were. Yeah, one. Perkins
2: was all right. Perkins was okay. Yeah. They were, they were they, I know they're middle of the road, but you don't that's what more do you want? It's like it's eggs and bacon and toast and friggin' home fries. You just There's not that many ways to make it. You're just hoping to get them where they're tasty at least. The home fries are brown. The eggs aren't always, you know, rubber. You know what I mean? That's all. You don't like anything, Christine. <laughs>
1: I remember Perkins, like, yeah, but, literally six blocks away from me.
2: Okay, let me ask you this. Who makes a dynamite breakfast you like to go eat at? Uh, that's, what I, that's what I That's I. She doesn't up. have a favorite restaurant. Yeah, yeah, she, she said, <laughs> <laughs> she has to think about it. Yeah, it takes her a minute. Oh. I thought you liked that grandma's place or whatever it's called.
1: Yeah, grandma's. They got good stuff too, but they don't do breakfast. But yeah, Julie's does
2: breakfast. Oh. Yep. So, Julie's is your favorite restaurant?
1: For breakfast. Just for breakfast. Three
2: and a half years later, I finally get the question answered. I'd like to thank you for that, Jeff. You finally pulled it out of her. What I couldn't do in three and a half years, you managed to do in five minutes. Well, screw. Well, screw you, girl. Screw you.
1: Just for breakfast.
2: You could have said that three and a half years ago. Instead, you went. I don't. I don't don't have one, John. I don't have one, John. Next question.
4: What's your favorite place? Just for lunch.
1: yeah I see no, now if you're specifically like Jeff is John oh,
2: yeah okay yeah
3: <laughs>
2: no, they don't do grits up here, but I do my own. I have plenty of uh white hominy grits here for me Because I fell in love with grits i i that was just I couldn't believe that dish existed. What a simple little dish, but it was good, very, very good. It's better here. In Louisiana. Oh yeah. I I I can do you some brown butter, uh some some brown butter shrimp over grits. Oh girl. Oof. Oh wow, that's right. Boy, I'm gonna, to make, I'm gonna have to make I'm gonna have to make I'm gonna have to make multiple meals. All right. Now, the shrimp the shrimp is for you guys. And Christine, you're having meatballs, all right?
1: You don't have to do anything special. But yeah, make sure that when uh, we come oh, we're guys, hear- we have
2: special things. I have I have Caroline's I have Caroline's album over here, her album here, from uh, from we used to use when we made pasta. I have her pasta machine. I had it relined, so we're gonna make homemade pasta on a real authentic pasta machine. Listening to the music I used to listen to in the seventies with her making pasta. We're gonna have fun. Gonna do it. Eric's going to gain like Eric's gonna gain like 68 pounds. I know. He's going to go, I got up in the morning and there was an entire tray of freaking homemade goddamn cinnamon rolls in there. And there was homemade bread. And Eric turned around and they're feeding me this crap. And they're in the kitchen cooking. And I'm like, he's going to come back. He's not going to be able to get in the seat. <laughs> no. She's going to slide him in the back seat and go, I'll just put the luggage on you. no one will know. Yeah. He also has a steamer slash crockpot. Oh, oh yeah, we'll have some fun with that. Oh, I don't have one, by the way, Jeff. I have five now. Oh, geez.
3: <laughs>
2: I have five. Get ready to do a video on the brand new version two, that just came out and it just came into the U.S. and nobody even has it yet. But I have two of them.
1: Because he's special like that.
2: They sent them to me. Yes.
1: Yep.
2: From France. I got them from France. I didn't even know those guys were in France. <laughs> she calls me, uh, Monsieur, Monsieur M- 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 Stalemin. I'm like, uh, who the hell is this?
3: <laughs>
2: My name is Fifi. Okay,
3: Fifi.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think that we've covered uh, quite a bit of the topic on the Cecil Hotel tonight, and, and of course, food too, because... <laughs> We always beer
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> so I think that's it. We'll probably uh, wrap it up then. Jeff, thanks so much for joining us this evening.
4: My pleasure.
1: Uh, that was fun to hear about the the hotel and uh, and uh, your take on it as well. John, thanks for
2: being a zipper head. <laughs> thanks for being a zipper head, John. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Thanks, everybody that listened to us this evening live and those that will listen to us in podcast. Uh, Thanks, everybody that joined us in the chat room this evening. If you see right there, uh, Jeff went ahead and put in some of the various websites that you can check out, Um, please do so. Those are some of our friends who have uh, their own um, business and items that they sell on the website so that's it. And I do want to say on on one serious note in all of this, um, going back to one last thing about the Cecil Hotel with the people who did uh, sadly commit suicide, please, please, if there's anybody out there that does need help or need someone to talk to to get you through a very dark period, lonely period, whatever stressors, whatever is going on in your life, Please reach out to somebody. Please reach out to some of the suicide uh, prevention uh, phone numbers that they have out there and the, the various places that you can find them through websites, through families, through friends. Uh, please reach out to somebody. Uh, get the help that you need to get back on track and to get on with life. Um it was very sad to, to read about all of these various peoples with various ages from being so young and in their 20s all the way up to their 40s and 50s that, that did commit suicide. So please, please make sure that you uh, get the help that you so need and deserve because everybody's life is worth it. No matter how bad or depressing the situation is, get the help that you need to uh, come out of it okay. Right. So that's it. Um, come back next week, I think. What do we have for next week? We're going to talk about...
2: She always looks at me when she's got a book. John, what do we have book. for... Okay, I was going to say, you only got one more topic left.
1: Yeah, and then i got to figure out what we're going to do for April. Um, next week, we're going to do your favorite TV characters.
2: Ah, that's right. Favorite TV characters.
1: Um, Jeff, thank you so much for doing that, putting that in the chat room. There is a a National Suicide Prevention uh, Hotline, uh, Lifeline, that's available 24 hours. And that's 800-273-8255. So that's it. Uh, Come back next week. We'll talk about your favorite TV characters. Uh, Everybody have a good night and a good week ahead of themselves. And as always, every time that we do one of these topics, please, If you're interested in them, do the research yourself, draw your own conclusion, make your own opinion on it with everything else in life as well. (laughs) And on that, good night.